Why do you guys beep the um? Why do you beep his f bombs? We have a some. We hear from the audience sometimes. Really? Yeah. We have a very big Christian fundamentalist audience. It's weird. I don't know how that happens. I've never said. I've never said the word. Same. Same. On you do too, right? It's weird. You know why? Because my mom would be disappointed. Does your mom listen to all your episodes? She listens to some. I mean, she. I used to know you never. I will tell you this: that I did options. She doesn't know what you're talking about. I did options action on CNBC for ten years. Mm. Okay, she watched every single episode. I'm not lying to you. This is a show about options. You know what I mean? Once a week. Like it's it, totally not applicable to her other than the fact that you're My on. My wife, zero. Yeah, well, Sprinkles, watch- does, Sprinkles doesn't watch me on TV. Yeah. A few months ago, Robin goes, does anybody still listen to your podcast? <laughs> like, no. No, she said it just like that. Pretty much. She wasn't joking. <laughs> Dude, that is an amazing milestone, Michael Batnick. And I will tell you, did you start podcasting before Josh? Way yeah. before, like 2017. years. It's a, that, that is honestly, I'm floored. Let me tell you this. You know what's funny? When we when we start, thank you. When Ben and I first started the idea of kick around the podcast, literally, remember the New Yorker uh, cartoon said, "I'm thinking of stopping a podcast." <laughs> I felt like she was like staring into my soul. I felt so self conscious. I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> now, like, bleep. And it sounded like everybody was was had a podcast. I was talking to Ben about this. It's enough of everybody has a podcast. First of all, yeah. There's a thousand channels on TV. You I heard to that watch. take. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'll why tell you why wrong? you're wrong. I heard that. Mike well, was saying- Mike, you right. have to watch every channel. Mike was saying- How so, can there be too many options? Mike just don't was, watch. Mike was saying, so what? Everybody has a podcast. Just don't listen. Everybody doesn't have a podcast. What's that noise? No, it's me. I'm, like, oh. I'm doing insistory. <laughs> everybody literally does have a podcast. Wait, the problem is it's dilution of good guests because so many people you would get as a guest are already doing their own podcast. This is my hot take. Imagine if everyone had a late night talk show where would like how imagine if like Conan O'Brien, I shared that clip today with Norm McDonald. Imagine if in 1997 he was like, Norm, come on my talk show. And Norm was like, I can't. I'm doing mine that night like that. To me, that's the problem. All the good people like Dan are doing their own shit. So what? Not everybody has a guest podcast. Patrick O'Shaughnessy does. Dan does. does Dan has a guest every week. You do. I'm glad you listen. Dan, yeah, like, Dan, Dan interviewed Indomitian Sue today. Dan, Dan oh, has yeah, I saw he's in Fentwit. Anyway, oh, he's killing it on Fentwit. He's he's actually filled the Josh Brown oh, good. void. Somebody had to, well, yeah, but makes, he's threading. He's a little. He's threading, and you never got into the threading. You got off before the I threading became a threat. I hate threads. Honestly, instead of doing a tweet thread, it's not time. Why for don't a thread. you just put on a sandwich sign that says "I'm a douchebag"? It's never time for a thread. Uh, listen, we Isn't have some good friends who are really good at threading. I do. But it's write never going to be. For, it's never going to be for me. Write a blog post. Write a blog post. If you have, if you have five hundred words on a topic, I think not Twitter everybody, agrees with you. Not they everybody has review. a blog. Josh, not everybody has a blog. Can you just he get one? Huh? He forgets that sometimes. You know. No, I'm not saying like, oh, you make a really good dish. You should open a restaurant. <laughs> why can't you? Why can't you just get a blog? Just get a blog. Hey, or got a Substack. Or a Substack. Yes, What's the big deal? Josh, do you remember review. when we went to Artie's apartment? Artie Lang? Yeah. Yeah. And Artie told us a story that him and Norm, do you remember this? Yeah. We were talking about Norm today. No, I don't remember the story. Uh, Artie and Norm were good friends. Norm McDonald were good friends. They made the movie Dirty, 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 work. Dirty work together. Artie and Norm were at a party. Uh, Chris Farley. Haley com- was there. Chris, yeah, Chris was Farley there. walks out of the bathroom with Andy Dick. Oh, oh my do you God. remember now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'll leave it there. I mean, 
Yeah. The genius it's, of Norm have to go was that them. all of those late night guys, Conan and and um, obviously Letterman, they they were just crushed by him. He would come on and he would make them laugh in a way that was so unique to like the funniest guys that we know that generally that, that, that dude, you know, get $20 million a, a movie or something like that, that guy killed. And he never had the sort of career. I think it was commensurate with that. He was a, like, you know how overused and cliche that term is like a comics comic. Yeah. But oh, like he no, really no. was though, like in yeah. real life. Yeah. And he used his career too, to lift other people up. Like on his Netflix show. Do you, ever, do you ever run into him? You must I used have. To, I've seen him before, like at the cellar and stuff. I used okay. to be like so deep in the New York State comedy scene. So I feel like my whole. I don't even think these guys know that yeah, you did that stuff I'm, for Lauren Michaels and. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm really funny. I don't know if you can tell. I, I know um, you're funny. Yeah, I'm just holding <laughs> it back. Uh, yeah, no, but I start when I was like, you know, first got to New York after college, after, you know, living in New York my whole life and then just leaving for a little short period of time for college. I was like. Lower East Side, all the comedy, you know, UCB. I worked for Letterman. I worked for Lauren Michaels. So, yeah, I saw Lauren, um, I saw Norm on Letterman, too. He was amazing. Norm was, so Marin re-released, he was on Marin in 2011. I listened to it today, and it was haunting because Norm said the only thing that he's, like, seriously afraid of, and he wasn't kidding, was illness and death. Mm. And to hear that was, like, really chilling. How long ago was that? 2011. Yeah, probably right before he got sick. Yeah, but when people are sick and then they die, I'm like, okay, you probably feel better now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're like really struggling. Oh, being dead is being better than well, sick. He was, yeah. he was like quietly yeah. sick. You know, yeah. he was like quietly sick. Like he, I, maybe he was saying on Mark Maron's show that like he didn't really want to like mm. be like publicly sick. I could see that because then you're like he would want. He's like not the kind of guy who would wanted like a sympathy lab. I'm gonna take all the sympathy when I. I you're gonna you're <laughs> yeah. you have like a tea right no, I mean, now. You're to, coming in. You're like I'm, I'm sick. getting closer every day, and I think that if it's gonna we be all a are. long drawn out so sort funny, of thing, so are we. If it's yes. what we're gonna do now. <laughs> if it's gonna be a yeah, long drawn out thing, death. I'll take the sympathy. Well, didn't Gary Shandling kind of? It was the same thing. Like but he got like super zen. He wasn't so like into the sympathy. He was just like, "Yo, let me like get into meditation. I'm gonna like teach everyone like how to like find peace." I feel like Jews have bad genes. Like that was the end of an the Andy Kaufman thing too. Was like he got very into Eastern go with like, the medicine. <laughs> like I guess you don't know. That's where how to turn your after. life always ends. Is just like finding peace through like Buddhism or something. So what is this podcast about anyway? <laughs> This took this took quite a turn. Well, I feel like we should be talking about death. The Yom Kippur is tomorrow. If you don't get written in the book of life. Let's tease out that uh, I think Jews have bad uh, genes that take from Batnik. No, I stand by that take. He's standing on that. I'm, double, I'm gonna double make, I'll double down. Don't make me. We, well, we do. It's true. There's Tay-Sachs. There's uh, I have Crohn's disease, which is big time Ashkenazi, I, I have, European I have disease. asthma. <laughs> Asthma feels more universal. How, Josh, how long ADHD. ago was that? You you were out of you were out of. Uh, I was sick last week. I was on you? steroids last week. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, you work, got so but... much sympathy on Insta. Like your, I feel like what, you being sick is like the best thing for your brand. There's so many like moms who follow you who are like, think you're so brave to post this. Like, oh my god. Like, well, I'm an influencer in the Crohn's community. <laughs> you are. I've raised you money are. for the foundation. Yes, yes, and yes. I I don't like want sympathy per se, but I have discovered things that work for me. It's more of like a and just I try so you to know. share. Just so yes. you know, it's more of like a just so you know. Yeah, just preempting anybody being a dick to me on social media, like. You should just Personal be aware that I have a chronic oh, yeah. condition. Oh, yeah. every If you get any sort of bullying, just fire back. Be like, just so you know, like, I'm having a Crohn's flare-up right now. And I mean— Is I, it debilitating? I, like, you couldn't go do a meeting? Not anymore. Yeah. I'm on Stellara. Yeah. And it's changed my life. Wow. And I resisted being on a medicine for probably two decades. Yeah. Who makes that drug? 
Pfizer? Stellara is a biologic. It's a small company, but then they have like a partnership with probably a German pharmaceutical. What's the ticker? Probably made bad chemicals for the Nazis a long time ago. But it works. And and I encourage people that were like me and saying, I don't need to be on a drug. I can yeah. manage this with diet. Who would say that? It makes no sense. No, young people. I Steve Jobs, his his cancer. Who would say that? Well, Steve Jobs died because he wanted to just eat broccoli every day. I mean, because of his cancer. He, just, he refused to have it treated yeah. until he had no choice. How about this? I couldn't swallow meat. For whatever reason, when I would eat a burger, it would like just it would feel like there's like knives in my throat, and my wife would like roll her eyes at me. It's like oh, this again. So I called the doctor. I called the the, the theme of this show so far is like how little regard Michael's wife seems to have for him. No, but she it's totally me. not true. I, okay. So I called my an ear, nose, and throat doctor. He goes, "Do you have asthma?" I was like, "Yeah, but I don't know what that has to do with anything." He goes, "Actually, it has everything to do with anything. You've got stuff, 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 agitis, whatever." So I went there. They put me under the endoscopy. He goes, "See, told you." Asthma of the throat or whatever it's called. Wow. So, so now for, I think uh, for me, like I'm this is like a different throat. gen I than I usually hang with. And I'm like, oh, is this like what I'm looking forward to? You know, like we're just gonna hang out and then sort of like what illness do you have? Yeah, yeah. How's okay. it going? How's it going with your body? No, hold on, last point. No, no, no. The reason why I said that story is I take a Nexium every day and now yeah. I'm cured. My life is hundred fifty percent. You take one every day. Nexium every day. I, I take Humera once a week. I poke myself with that. I have a psoriatic arthritis. Okay. So and that is a debilitating. You take you know, a, a needle. So I'm a needle every two months. I'm every week. I can't complain. Anybody mess with Metamucil? Huh? Oh, man. I like to mainline that stuff. Oh. <laughs> can't relate. Hey, Duncan, before somebody drops dead, what do you think? Should we get the show started? This is pretty dark so far. <laughs> really? So, all right. So, let's, the good so let's, let's, uh, let's, let's change up the energy a little bit. What do you think? Yeah. John? We're bringing, we're bringing the extra fiber today. Coming in with three o'clock. <laughs> Sorry. I had coffee. What? That third clap definitely hits different. Let's hear it. Episode 15. Welcome to the Compound and Friends. All opinions expressed by me, Michael Batnick, and our castmates are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Ritholtz Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Rocket Dollar. If you are trying to 100x your money, and I've never done it, but I imagine it's a lot of fun, why not do that? You know, Duncan, people tend to go nuts in their tax, in their taxable brokerage account. No, 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 no. If you're going to swing for the fences... You might as well at least get the tax deferral, am I right? Yeah. So with Rocket Dollar, you bring your own deal. If you want to invest in a general partnership, a joint venture, a business loan, private equity, private debt, tax liens, anything that is not AAPL or SPY, basically, you go to Rocket Dollar. They'll set you up. Visit rocketdollar.com slash compound. All right. All right. Look at this. This is well, welcome, welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to a very special Yom Kippur edition of the Compound and Friends. It's pretty exciting, right? Holiest day of the year. Okay. I, it really is. And it's going to be super Jewy. I'm just going to give you that disclaimer up front. We probably should have an ear, nose, and throat, guys, on standby for this show, but we don't. Uh, but here's what we're going to do. I think the first thing we're going to talk about is market-related, and then things will probably devolve from there. But I want to make sure everyone knows that we have, like, uh, social media royalty in the house. 
right? Would you yes. agree? Don't look at her. You too. Oh. Well, we'll do that in order. Uh, first of all, Haley Sachs, a.k.a. Mrs. Dow Jones, the funniest financial media person that I have ever met. Yeah. Like, like, hands down. Let's give oh, that a round of applause. Oh, thank you. No, pre- no pressure, but I really want you to be funny today. I know. I really want you to be I haven't decided today. yet. I haven't decided yet. Okay. I might hold back. Just right. kidding. I would never. And Dan Nathan. Dan Nathan, you might have seen me just completely shredding his takes on the market <laughs> on Fast Money over the years. And Dan is an accomplished trader and a hell of a financial media person himself. And Dan, thanks so much for coming by. I know you do seven other podcasts. So <laughs> I appreciate that you had the holiday off from all of that. Did you, you notice I literally walked in here with just a cup of tea and sat down, which is actually amazing because I see everything that you guys just had to do to get us in the seats. And it's a lot of work. So it's, it's really a, fun to be on the other side of it. It's a lot of work. So how many, how many days a week are you doing your, your pod? We're, we have a once a week on the tape podcast you have been on. I hope Michael Batnick will come on very soon. Haley Sachs will come on and make us all laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that drops Friday. It's not really in competition with the compound. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I, think they're good. I look at them as sister shows. Yeah. So as long as mine is better. We're actually going to be launching. <laughs> we are going to be launching a new podcast, and you two is going to love this thing. It's going to be on tech. We're looking at through three lenses, through public markets private markets okay. and through the media and we're calling it okay computer but it's okay exasperated computer okay that's pretty cool so tom, that's tom york days. might sue you uh, no you see what i did there i changed it up here a little bit um okay. and we're going to launch another one so who's on who, so the podcast is guy adami and danny moses correct and they're both great yeah. and i listened to your last episode the other day and i was saying like you guys almost sound like sportscasters together is that on is that deliberate you open the show talking about sports betting, so it's not my fault yeah. to make that connection. Yeah, and we had Donovan Sue today uh, on, which was pretty fascinating to talk to him. We did not talk about betting. We did talk about the NFL. We talked about a lot of stuff that he's just interested in. And, and, you know, for us, what we wanted to try to do with our podcast, and you guys are doing it too. You guys are doing, obviously, an amazing job here, um, is like – we love sports talk radio. You guys grew up listening to it in the car or But wherever. I could tell that all three of you guys, like, have that – that connection with each other. Like in the Mad Dog. Yeah. Big fans. I, th- that's what we're going for. Of course. Yeah. It works. Nice. Thank it's, you. It's great. So what are you saying about the market this week? Yeah, what's your problem? Wait. Um, How about that as a segue? I thought that we idea. were, I thought we, 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 we sold Russia, Shana and buy Yom Kippur, right? Like I know that seems really generic, but they're just, they ripped <laughs> right into the clothes today, right into our uh, atonement. I think that still would have worked though. Isn't yeah. it Dow down six out of the last eight days or something? Yeah, something like you know, that. It's right? barely down. It's, it's, it's Well, that, all right. So this is the one thing is like those peak to trough decline we're getting narrower and narrower. Do you notice that over the last year? And that's the one thing that I'm just saying, I think it makes sense to keep an eye on because also the, the moves to new highs, just if you think about the other side of it, are getting smaller and smaller. So mm. the range up 20% of the year, up a hundred and something percent from the March 2020 lows is getting tighter and tighter, right? Could the, could the max drawdowns go positive? It was like, we were down 10%, mid five, then four, then two. Can we just make new all-time highs every single really day? Weird. Wouldn't it be funny if like the next version of a drawdown is up 1%? Like and everyone's like, this market's terrible. Yeah. Like that seems where we're headed. All right, this is your tweet. We're gonna read it Uh-oh. and and watch the big screen. I swear, this is Dan oh, Nathan. Hold on, can you? Why don't you read it for us? This is your voice. Oh Dan, yeah, you Dan. Do. While yeah, we have why are we reading your tweets? Tweet it to us. All right, at risk reversal. I swear this happened in February two thousand. <laughs> why are you giving yourself a list? <laughs> can I, the hedge fund I worked at. What? Oh man, sound good to me. Do it. Do it normal though. I swear this happened in February 2000 at the hedge fund I worked at. After a brief sell-off in the market, a tech analyst PM, who was a former uh, telecom engineer, stood up on our trading desk of 20 people and declared, the market will never go down again. 
And then my comment here is me now saying. It really feels, I mean, that's when they pull the rug out. But the oh, sentiment. I love, I love the screenshot from Bloomberg. But, but Dan, were you being ironic? Were you trying to be silly? <laughs> status. Were you being yeah, serious? Yeah, no, huge status. Hashtag I like, status. Oh, you ever go on that chat? Bloomberg chat? I met some guys Beach there. Beach chat? Ooh, yeah. Yeah? Some cool stuff happening. I met Bloomberg some guys chat. there. They're not that interesting, though. Mm. Wait, is that your is that your Tinder? Bloomberg chat? A little bit, yeah. It, okay. I mean, until they started to make me pay for it. Right. Yeah. Do you get and to you use their charts? you can buy Rolexes, too, on it. They have, like, a used part of it. You can buy, like, shit. Oh, the, mar- the marketplace? Yes, the marketplace. Power, There's a lot power happening. By, powered by can, eBay? You wish. It's, like, powered by, you know, I don't know, probably Saudi Arabia Dan, or something. I was in the market. In, in February of 2000. Yeah. And uh, Haley was in junior high. Michael wasn't born yet. Michael wasn't born yet. I distinctly remember a conversation with another stockbroker. And we were like always pitching stocks, right? Mm-hmm. We were pitching like 3Com on the Palm yeah. Pilot spinoff, yeah. like Lucent. And I remember <laughs> somebody making the statement, why would anyone ever pitch anything other than a tech stock? And then, of course, the NASDAQ fell 90% after that. And every tech stock got demolished. And not only that, but non-technology stocks did fine. Isn't it possible that we get a blow off here and everything tech related that's been leading the market for 10 years gets wrecked, but people who are buying boring shit do okay? Is that possible that we could get to to that place again? I mean, a year ago at this very time, we were contemplating how deep that correction was going to be. Remember we had that blow off in August and everyone was like, what the heck is going on here? And all the major tech names were just going berserk. And then September 2nd, we opened up and then it closed on the lows. And then literally the S&P went down 10% in a straight line over the next few weeks. And the NASDAQ went down 14%. But Amazon and Apple and Microsoft, the biggest names in the entire market, um, went down more. They went down 20%, 22% or something like that. And so those are the sorts of things like that sort of fear, I think, has not gripped the market since then. And that's the point of the tweet. Yes, Michael Batnick, it is being ironic in a way because if there's not fear in the market, then you can't have those sorts of situations that are constructive, right? Like you guys are really, I know you guys are into behavioral finance and stuff like that. You just can't go up in a straight line. I mean, things have to sort of correct a little bit. And I feel like we're in it's a like very- like sports betting. A little bit, yeah. and I have some thoughts on that we're going to get to later. But, I, you know, that that's just my take here. I think if you're like one of those 4650 S&P year-end people, you want to see a 7 8% correction sometime in the near future. Because 4650 from here doesn't do you much good if you can catch it down 7%, down 10%. Yeah, I mean, like, so Microsoft this morning, um, it's trading up a percent, very near an all-time high because they're going to buy $60 billion of their stock back. That's all they ever do is buy <laughs> – tens of billions of dollars of their stock. Like, why is that the sort of headline that should drive, you know, what, what you tell me, what's one and a half percent, guys, on $2.2 trillion? That, right. that, that's a good buyback announcement. Yeah, but last year, uh, stock splits were driving up monster stocks 10% on the day. So the idea that things need to make sense, like that went yeah. out the window a long time ago, I think. I was listening to Kathy Wood. On- Have you ever started a rumor, like, online <laughs> that then moved the market? Did, did any of us? Yeah, you can tell me. I don't think that any Was of us. Was it you know. who did the Litecoin rumor? No, God. I, you I can mean, take credit. That would be cool. I'm not deep enough into crypto to have even seen it in time to have made money, let alone started it. Uh, I feel like we should try and create more rumors. I, well, you could definitely do it easier with crypto than with yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, no, crypto, yeah, you're, we're right in there. Do you, what, when you see like the, the, the people asking you questions and the, like the investing questions, because yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you do a lot of personal finance too. Do you get the sense that there's a generation of investors that would never do anything other than 
buy technology stocks? Like they almost feel like it's the safe way to invest. I think that's really interesting. Like is technology the new boring stock? Yeah. I think as we see the S&P 500 add more tech stocks too, it's going to become more and more commonplace. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I look, you guys are sophisticated. I really try and like produce content for the masses. And so obviously I'm not that down to be like, yo, definitely buy that individual stock, (laughs) even though you don't have an emergency fund saved. Like good idea. But yeah, no, definitely a lot of questions about uh, tech stocks. That's what their portfolios look like. The people that are. Oh, it's all. It's all that. It's got to be all that. Like Um, they're not. They don't have. They're all Tesla. No, it's literally Berkshire Hathaway in their portfolios. No, 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 none, 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 none. Uh, Yeah, but you know, won't the boring stocks do well either way? Like it's not like how boring. Well, I mean, at, like say you go straight S and P. People are saying Apple's the treasury bond in my portfolio. Come like on, Apple and Microsoft. Come on, they have so much cash that when the stock goes down, they just buy back shares. Nonsense. Well, no, of course, but I'm just. I feel like that's the mentality right now. Well, there's no regard for valuation right now. So Apple's trading at probably its 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 highest. You know, uh, yeah. What's the valuation? Well, about twenty six so times, and, and for fiscal twenty twenty two, you know, they're expected to grow earnings maybe What's one multiple one two percent and grow sales. You know, low single digits. So, you tell me what you're playing for here. Are you playing for services growth, which is a higher margin business? You know, I, I kind of understand that. I just don't think it's particularly natural that here's a two and a half trillion dollar market cap stock that um, you know investors think now is that that T bill. I say one thing though. You know what you're doing. That that hasn't been working. Not yeah. that you. Not that what you're doing is not working. M- many things. No, no, no. But in life or you're, what? You're doing second level thinking. The whole. So I'm working on this like pet theory. Okay. Like, ugh, I, I know, phrase. but I am. So, first level thinking is Apple's a great company. My mom has one. My dad has a, a, an iPhone. I have an iPhone. So therefore, Apple's a buy. That's like first level thinking. Yep. And Howard Marks talks about second level thinking. Where he says, okay, but if you recognize that Apple's a great company, yeah, everyone else does. Isn't that already in the stock? Like, doesn't already else. But so my little like uh, pet theory is like, well, if everyone in the market is now a first level thinker, Mm -hmm. then second level thinking is a waste of time. First level thinking is good enough, guys. Then Tesla, Tesla makes a cool car. I'm going to buy the stock. It fucking worked. Apple makes a great product. I'm going to buy the stock. It worked like one after another, even GameStop. I like playing video games. I'm going to buy GameStop. If the whole market is now filled with people that are 24 years old and they're all first level thinking, you're defeating yourself doing any other type of thinking. But also, doesn't that just bring us back to basics? Like the fundamentals of finance are really simple. Which are? You know, like if you look at like Warren Buffett, or you're talking about how. Yeah, but Bush. what he's saying is that there's a total risk disregard for those fundamentals at the moment. I mean, I, I really think that's what's going on. I've seen I'm saying this. It's people betting on brands. Yeah. Yeah, betting on brands, but the thinking is sort of the same where it's like really like sometimes when I read like a Warren Buffett paper or whatever, I'll be like, you know, just like having a fun night in, in reading WB. But like as you do. As, as one, one does, does. As one right. does. I'm like, oh, duh. You know what I mean? Like the, oh, yeah, but duh. You know what you guys just described is why the reason that people are telling you they're buying NFTs right now. 
I mean, that's exactly it. It's about identity. What right? do you think it's about, about Steve association? Cohen? It's about all. I mean, like that. That's how you're saying. That's what's permeated into the NFT market because you. Let's just say you're like a millennial and you bought your first car and it was a Model Three and it was forty five grand, which is you could have bought like you know a Jeep Cherokee for forty five grand, but you bought that and you love it and now you feel you're a part of something. Yes. And Elon Musk is doing this right to to the SEC and to the haters and this and that, whatever. Oh, so and it's that, identity. Well, now you're part of a movement. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You must. I mean, I see that every day. Like, that's a community, but that's what's really so powerful about it. Like you're yeah. only as strong as your community. People, I just feel like people belong to the the tribe that's into their investment. And second level thinking, you're defeating you're defeating yourself because that's not how other well, people are acting. In a bull market, so a second level thinking is another form of risk management. And in a bull market, it looks foolish, right? Like by definition, anytime you manage risk when stocks keep going up, you look like an idiot. But in in Dan, you were probably on TV talking about this in 2013 with Apple. Who's left to buy? Everybody owns Apple. It's most overloved, overbought, yeah. overowned stock. It was a five hundred, and then went up a trillion dollars. That was, a, that was when it was at five hundred billion dollars market yeah. cap. It's at two and a half trillion, and a lot of it recently is multiple expansion. But the fundamentals of these giant companies, we've never seen this before. And Kathy Wood was talking about you were around. There's too much muscle memory at the top with people who control money to 1999, that everybody is so afraid yeah. that we're going to see another tech wreck. Yeah, but you know what's funny? Her her ARK investment ETF is down on the year. Her top five holdings are all down or massively underperformed the market. And so that's a fact. I, I see Patnick going over no, the No, they look terrible. Machine. No, T-Dog, and, and, Zoom. And so, and so what, what is actually innovative about Roku? You know, what is innovative <laughs> about, um, you know, I, I mean, listen, you, you get my point is like, I could, Teladoc is down 30%. Um, Zoom, cut in half. Zoom. Terrible. Yeah, so, yeah, but also like w she should know that no one uses Roku. Like if we're going back to like people making these yeah, the topics, their personalities, the who does yeah, whatever? Roku? Like the streaming. No you like, know who uses Roku? People that bought their TV at the at the Price Club. Yeah. Oh, I swear to God, okay. if you buy if you buy a TV at BJ's, sounds kind of elitist. No, I'm just saying this is a fact. These are facts. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I have a TV that we bought very cheap, and Roku is the operating system. Preloaded, so de facto, if I want Netflix on there and all this shit, you I'm downloading it from Roku. Throw Roku on the trash heap of tech of hardware like TiVo and stuff like that. I mean, you, you can tell me at one point I think it had like a seventy-five billion dollar market cap in the in the not so distant past here, and you're saying to me like, look at all the streaming stuff, look at all the listen. This is where Apple's gonna basically end up once they have the content that's the reason to go use an apple tv you know that drives you there they're going to aggregate all that stuff so all this stuff that's been unbundled it's just going to be bundled on we, that little black box into yeah. like the that's itunes right. of tv that's right that's it um let me read this i think the stock market's drunk personally uh this was this from the wall street journal joby aviation anybody heard of that okay it's like uh electric air taxi it's an electric helicopter this, nobody will ever fucking get into one of these as long Never. as we're alive. Okay. I'm not. Fine. It's it's going to begin an electric air taxi service in 2024. I hope the CEO doesn't hear this and say I'm betting against Josh Brown. <laughs> its current valuation is worth more than Lufthansa, EasyJet, or JetBlue. Earlier this year, Tesla was worth more than the next nine car manufacturers combined. Only now it's bigger than the next six. Beyond Meat, which is made with pea protein – is worth more than the entire market for peas eaten globally. Um, this is Andy Kessler, by the way. He's a great writer. Used car sales platform Carvana is worth more than Volvo, Honda, Ford, or Hyundai. Airbnb is worth more than Marriott and Hilton combined. What are you trying to say? And crypto exchange Coinbase is worth more than the NASDAQ. What, I, what I'm saying is that 
what these things have in common is that they're younger, newer brands With and more exciting. With a story. More exciting than people's dad's brands. So Carvana versus Volvo, Honda, Ford. If that's what's determining what stocks are working in the market is how excited people are about the brand, that could go on for a long time. And there's no reason why these things have to revert. Like there's no story that I can tell in my own head that Marriott is all of a sudden going to shoot past Airbnb. And you can like laugh that they they own no properties and Marriott owns – Which would you rather own? Which like I think Airbnb is a better business today than, than Marriott. I you think, think so? Think I don't even think it's close. You think so? Yeah, I do. Well, they bought Hotels.com. I mean, you just mentioned Carvana. Here's a great example. It's a $50 billion market cap That's company. Insane to me. They have half the sales of AutoNation. AutoNation trades at seven times earnings. Okay, it's actually growing its earnings. It has earnings. Carvana doesn't have earnings. Okay? That is the most so, wild thing. So, so AutoNation, Except, right? ha- half of their so sales are, have moved online. Half of their sales are used cars. So, 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 what is Carvana working on right now? The the pandemic acceleration of um, you know online sales, and then the disruption as far as original manufacturing of cars. But why is that a fifty billion dollar market Excitement. company? I'm telling you, the but answer. also it's I think crazy. That, but also I think that that is a trend that you're going to start seeing more and more is like sustainability. Because people are obsessed with it. So, like, you're going to see it in cars. You're going to see it in fashion even more than, like, a rent the runway. I don't know. I think it's sort of dead. What's but, like, sustainable about Carvana? I would... That you're not – it's not going to a junkyard. Someone's, use, someone's using your car. But there Dan, is something like, sustainable about not producing something new. Right. You're using something that's with all in of, the system. Oh, right. With all the stuff that, we're ta- that you're talking about, like – so short the expensive one and buy the cheap one. Yeah, like, good luck work. with that. I know. That's how you, that's how you go out of well, business. But, but here, right? here, so, all right, so, so, so Josh introduced me before and said, uh, I think you said something about like market pundit, okay? I don't. I, d- I didn't. I don't, <laughs> I don't do what you guys do. I don't manage other people's money. And I don't do it the way you guys do it in a very smart, sober manner, right? That's why people come to your firm to do that. What I'm talking to people about is I'm on a panel on CNBC, the most widely watched, you know, like financial news channel in the world. And I'll be with like three or four other people and they're all saying the same bullish thing, right? Like, so I'm just telling you, like, like that's just the way it goes. Josh, you're on one of those panels. So what I think the value I can add is like, okay, I was trained in this business by some pretty smart guys, not nearly as successful as those people are. I'm just trying to pick it apart. I'm trying to help you think about it a little bit the way somebody who's entering a trade, you guys know this, or an investment. If you don't know how that thing goes wrong, then you're, you're probably cooked. doing you're it wrong, right? Yeah. Like, so that's, that's what, what I'm the, trying to okay. do. Yeah. What if the answer to all of these trades is the same, like how they all go wrong is all of a sudden somebody wakes up and says, wait a minute, this is overvalued. Yeah, but they are going wrong. That's the thing. We act as though they're not going. Teladoc was at 308. Now it's at 133. Zoom went from 590 to 280. Like, it's not like. That's a good point. They're not not all continuing to make It's not like they're all. I mean, these things got cut in half. Zoom got cut in half. I mean, could it get get cut in half again? Sure, why not? That was the story of the post.com bubble. These things, 01 was worse than 2000 and 02 was the biggest <laughs> gut punch. I mean, when things that you didn't think could get cut in half again, right. got cut in right. half again. I'm not saying right. we ever do that. I just want to say one thing though about each of those parts. You've been hurt before. You've been He's hurt been before. hurt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I have. But that's the muscle memory <laughs> yes. that you just mentioned. In Kathy, a way. Kathy's and I, talking no, about but that. I understand that. Um, but I will no, say we're this. happy of your processing. Why yeah. is that company I'm looking up at your board, Jacoby or what, what, what was that thing? Yeah, and this is a safe space. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> I'm getting a little animated here. Joe, 
Joby. 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 All right. Here's the one thing. At the top of the market in 2000, the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield was at 7%. At the top of the market in 2007, 8, it was at 5 or 4.5 or something like that. We basically have been at zero for 10 That years. matters. And that is, that is why that company went public on the NASDAQ through a SPAC the other day or the NYSE. You know what I mean? That's it. Right. And then let's uh, take a shot every time someone says SPAC. Oh, uh, we're, we're going to be carried out of here if that's the case. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to move on to this school thing because I'm like very sensitive about this and I don't really know how strongly I feel. Uh, but Scott Galloway, who's uh, who I think is a Fe- fellow bald, fellow bald, fellow bald, but also <laughs> brilliant bald. writer. Um, he was citing this McKinsey study that says school aged children of the pandemic era are permanently behind where they would have been. And I'll just very quickly, uh, while their parents harass doctors at school board meetings and fight epic Facebook comment wars, our kids are not learning to read or count. McKinsey projects this learning gap will reduce lifetime earnings for K-12 students by an average of 59000 to $61,000 by the time the majority of these kids have joined the workforce in 2040. Uh, that sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah, that, that last part. How do you invent those numbers? Like, where do those numbers come from? Does that sound, does that sound real to you? Do you have, like, an analyst here who made those? Like, I no, feel like this that's is like McKinsey. McKinsey. This is McKinsey. I know, but it's like- No, it was Duncan. Met- du- it was Duncan. Duncan. Duncan's production. I think that, okay, obviously kids got, I can't say that for it. They got screwed by the pandemic, but, like, what, can we talk about the other side of the coin? Like, what are they better at? You know, mm. and like, how's Cold the world going to develop? That's what yeah. memes. Yeah. So it's like, how's the world going to develop? Manipulating stocks. I feel yeah, like. like crypto billionaires <laughs> who are like 11. Okay. Are they going to need to know how to read? Because they have a mining and they're like third better. As a as good. See, she got funny, but he can she, mine. She got funny. But as a parent of teenagers, I'll just tell you this, is that there weren't too many things they got better at. And it really depended on the school that they went to, whether this is going to be impactful or not. And I just look at kids. I live here in New York City. And, and back to what Michael's going to say, it sounds a little snobby. The kids who are in private schools and had the tech-enabled ability to do this stuff and they had to, they're doing great. And, and, and so, so I feel like what you're saying is my, my daughter is going to work yeah. for your daughter. At some point, <laughs> which I'm okay with flexible hours. It's, it's, just, it's, a, it's just a really sad thing. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of public schools, all no matter where you were in this country, they took a long time to get up and running. Well, they so probably didn't do things properly last year, right? So it's not. So it's not. Well, it just no shows a deeper issue. It's just like it, this is just statistics that's just gr- like showing what happens like in the school system to begin with that it needs so much help. You know, so maybe actually it will overcorrect to use a market term and then all the kids. No, but this is just another example of of just what look what happened to income inequality, the gap during the pandemic. I mean, think about everyone that, you know, in, in, in businesses related to what we do, they're all doing better. Yeah. You know, and it was accelerated. Well, but it was masked also because the people who did not see their careers accelerate, at the very least, they got infusions of cash and they were able to live a better lifestyle of not being doing the worst jobs imaginable yeah. and having more in many cases being paid more to not work. I feel like it's like it's ha- how do you turn school Which ba- by the way don't say that on Twitter. Which part? Oh my god, the say what? being paid more uh, like yeah. that. Well, well, there was a period of time no, statistically. I know, I know, but that I I posted oh, that, about that and that was a can of damn yeah. worms. No, people cuz people don't so, want to have that statement made. I understand it. Um uh, well, because it, it, it implies that they're lazy or that they're yes. like, so I, I get it. But turning school back on is obviously going to be a massive challenge. But I don't like this sort of number because it's so alarmist 
that like, come on, how do we, how do we know? Was the pandemic good for anybody? Of course not. Are people like getting screwed? Probably like, how do you catch up if you miss arithmetic or calculus or whatever? But this hysteria of the earning, the learning gap, 49 to $61,000. How do we know? Now picture, okay. So the pandemic was good for some people, which is also a thing that you're not allowed to say. But there are certain people in certain careers who got huge benefits from the environment. Me. And, and were very heavily invested in real estate and stocks. And it benefited them to a great degree. But we don't know what that really does to them long term. But how about like people's lifestyles who benefited? Like, for example, I'm now home with my two kids. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Obviously, I feel I would undo it. I feel horrible that it happened. But it's a reality for people that are lucky like me that like my life is now forever improved because of this awful, tragic situation, which is like a weird uh, circle to square for people. So McKinsey via Galloway says it's estimated we'll have lost as much as $188 billion a year in GDP due to unfinished learning during the pandemic. I say bullshit. How do you know? Yeah, so what's his take on it? I mean, he he seems to be he's a he's a this pretty harsh subject. critic of education in general. Yet he's still employed by NYU. I'm listen. I think he's a really smart guy, and I like listening to what he has to say. What so he's he's basically agreeing with the McKinsey report. He thinks that the education system has not yet like adjusted to the new reality of just the way school is going to be. And How is what kids are prepared for? Well, I think the good news is that, you know, there's great content coming out for kids. Like I saw Ellen is making an animated kids show. You know, there is hope here. We have beautiful people like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> is Ellen going to save? Is gonna it's called Little Ellen. It's on HBO Max. You I'm had like, me for like seven seconds. I know. I know. I love it. Well, Dan is going to pull his kids out of private school and just have them watch Ellen. Yeah, Little Ellen, animate her animated series. All right. We're going to do some head to head. And who, who, whose was this? This is me. Did you threw this in here? I threw this in here. So 40 bucks, right? So everybody, like all of Haley's fans on Instagram and all of Dan's friends and all of our friends, people who are not like hardcore traders, but they know these names. And for 40 bucks, you can have a share of Uber or a share of Robinhood. You have to hold it for one year. What would you pick? This isn't close to me, but I'll go last. Okay. Dan, what would you pick? I'd pick Uber one year out. Um, I would just say that I, I am um, massively underwhelmed with whatever supposed innovation that Robinhood has brought to financial markets and to retail investing other than um, bringing pricing to basically zero. Um, I don't really see um, the gamification. I think that's here to stay in a way. I just think the competition, I think they're much bigger rivals, are going to figure it out. And I also think they get really decimated in a bear market. The average account size is 4, like – Yeah, $4,000 yeah. or something like that. I think people are viewing – and you and I talked about this when I was on – in, in back in February, in the height of this meme thing, yeah. that people have um, on their iPhone, they have uh, DraftKings, they have Coinbase, and they have Robinhood, and they're thinking them all the same way. You yeah. know what I mean? It's an activity. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so Uber, I will say, if you gave me a little, uh, you know, Uber is another one of those names, Michael, Looks that terrible. has gotten destroyed. It's down thirty percent from its recent highs, you know, over the last six months or something like that. By the way, they both look like shit, but and they're both about forty bucks. Well, I just think that Uber. Um, I think Dara is going to figure out the path to autonomy. I think they're going to figure out how to do the fleets and they're going to integrate lots of different services in that last mile, like logistics delivery thing is going to be a big part of it. I think that's a company ultimately I'd love to get see get slayed. I'd love to see it go to 30 bucks and then this, and then, you know, long-term, I think that's, that's my view on that. I, I could not disagree more. I love you, Dan, but okay. I will take that aside, which is as the vomit saying goes, that's what makes a market. Yep. Um, I look at this as Robinhood is $35 billion. 
Uber is 72. Yep. I didn't even get into the market cap, right? And I think that, like, I don't, I don't think Robinhood gets killed at a bear market. I think that people are addicted. It's the most powerful social media app in the world. And they will start trading bearish three times ET, levered ETFs, I think. Um, so I don't think that they're ever, I think like, like a, a lot, casino. yeah, a lot of people get washed out, but if, if your average account is 4,000, it goes to 3,000. Do you really care? Yeah. So I don't think they're going away. And I just think that Uber's still like giantly valued. I, I mean, think you're forgetting one thing about Robinhood though, is that most of the people on Robinhood are trading shit coins and they're trading options. And but there's I'm not a lot of shit you, coins. Don't you think they could get wiped out doing that and then just get bored and decide with their next $500 they want to do something else? Yeah, by the way, I could be very wrong about this. Like, yeah. Or you have the ego where you're like, no, 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 it's this time. I'm going to make it right. So this I, is the trade. There's going to be a lot of that. Too. I yeah. could be very wrong about this. I think that they're going to stay in a bear market and because there's always something working. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if I am very wrong and if they just disappear. That could happen. Dogecoin I, was basically a, but a can't third of their stop, revenues. Yeah. Right, but can't, can't Robinhood just stick around, not disappear, like not all or nothing? But, like, do you remember how hot the street.com was? Oh, my God. In the late 90s? <laughs> do you remember? It, that was the no, shit, though. No. And it never died. Yo, it still it exists. It never died because of Jim Cramer. No, but it just every year faded a little bit more. Yeah. They raised so much money on the IPO that it was, like, unkillable. And they just found new writers. And What, if, it, what if Robin uh, integrates sports betting? Like, why wouldn't they? I'm just saying it, it right now, people are so excited about this thing. And in a six month or 12 month bear market, Michael will be right. So which are of, you taking? I was, I'm going to say I own Uber. Let me full disclosure. Oh, I, but I, I just feel like Uber is more than taxis and it's the delivery business is now bigger than the rides business. Yeah. But the rides business will have a resurgence. So it's you, you and me, V. The delivery Michael. business is so hey, bad. You said something. Wait, really- hold on, H- Haley. Yeah. Uber or Robinhood? You got it. Right. You got to pick one. For the kids. I know. For the kids. It's hard because I hate like the Uber ethics. So I feel like I have to be an impact. You like the Robinhood yeah, ethics? Yeah. I don't <laughs> like them either. But at least it's not. At least it's money, and it's not hey, like Haley, actual like Stalin people- or Mussolini. Who are you going with? I'm always, you know, who I like. Um, the, <laughs> I'll save that for another time. Uh, no, but at least with Robinhood, it's just, it's money. It's on people's lives. Mm. Whereas with Uber, it's like horrible treatment to the actual drivers and things like that, which is, you know, you can't really. Do you take Ubers? I don't. I try to take taxis, actually. Literal taxis. I do take Ubers sometimes. Okay. But I really, like, I grew, I grew up in New York City. I love a yellow cab. Okay. My mom's like that too. It was just like, Damn, what were you going to say? I was going to say that, that Uber. That's not, it's not like a, that's not me like betting with my wallet though. That's right. me trying to be a good we're person. Just having, oh, okay. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, like yeah. that. Robin Hood is the best thing to happen to in-game betting on the weekends. Think about this, right? There were no sports all of 2020 or, or the part of it, right? And so then all these people, they went into the stock market and it is, um, you know, betting on whatever the heck you want to do Monday through Friday, you know, 930 to four o'clock. Um, we and need action. So they need action, yeah. right? So now- when the when the action's turned off, when the market closes on Friday, what do they do? Why did DraftKings just do this this deal with simple bet in game betting? Okay, so it's daily fantasy. Oh, that's a bore now. You you need to be betting on pitches you in, the be betting, yeah. in the middle I of the game. I want to bet. I'm just telling you on who's going to get injured. Robinhood was the on best the thing that ever happened to DraftKings and FanDuel in in game betting. Right. I now. did in game betting this weekend. So when the Packers were down seventeen three, yeah. it didn't work out. But I took the Packers. It was like fifteen to one odds. It's like can Aaron Rodgers come back? Of course he could. Of course he could. Yeah. He so looks, much fun. He, look, he looks terrible. But we love the action. That's what we're here. Who cares about the money? What did you ask me yesterday at lunch? Like, why? Why Robin Hood wouldn't 
uh, open up 24-7 trading and just be the ones doing the matching of trades? Like, I hadn't thought about that. What if Robin Robinhood opens an after-hours exchange? Its customers can bet with each other. They can. It's regulated. No, but I understand that. But they don't seem to give a shit about that, about any of the other regulations. Well, the, 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 that would get shut down. Because the native Robinhood user, the person that started in the last year, in their mind's eye, there's no difference between stocks and crypto. So to, it's just like, yeah. oh, I'm trading crypto now. It's the yeah. same as trading stocks. Crypto never closes and stocks do. Well, Don't you think they're like, why can't I trade at 8 o'clock Stocks trade 24-7 around the globe, not in the U.S. <laughs> but like like uh, uh, on FTX. Like four, Forex trades around the, around the no, clock. No, but I'm saying like literally you can trade stock. CFTs. You could trade stock derivatives, days. American stocks went off market hours on certain exchanges. Like you would have shitty liquidity. Yeah, but but – but the- theoretically, if you're a kid who just started investing, like you, you followed some memes on TikTok or whatever, you open the account, you're like, wait, I don't understand. Why does this market go 24-7 yeah. and this All market right, I'm closes? I'm talk out my ass on this. I think what would happen is this, is that the NASDAQ and the NYC, any company that chose to go – trade 24-7, 365 on, let's say, Robinhood, they would bump them from their exchanges because they're not regulated. And think about um, the major um, asset you know, managers, like the biggest mutual funds in the world, they just can't have stocks trading all the time, right? Like, what, so, what are you going to do about it? Well, I just think that, so you'd have to have an emerging threat to the major um, equity exchanges that could go through all the regulatory scrutiny to get to a point where you could have 24-7 it's, trading. It's guess. already happening, not in the United States, yeah. but on FTX, there are like tokenized stocks that do trade 24-7. There, that actually started? I thought they were just talking no, about it. I'm almost positive that exists. So you could trade tokens that are meant to represent the price of a stock? At 11 o'clock at night. But there needs to be a settlement mechanism, right? So this is the whole thing that's going on with these stable coins right now, right? So they're supposed to be worth a dollar. This is the Tether. This is the USDC that Circle has backed with Coinbase, right? And so the idea was that you literally have dollar reserves for every dollar stable coin. That's how it stays stable. And so one of the big issues right now is like there's commercial paper in there. There's all this other stuff. We don't know what's in it. We don't know what's in it. Well, well, supposedly. I mean, so so the point is it's not a dollar. So here's the thing. So if you're going to make markets in these things and trade 24-7, you're going to tokenize anything, there has to be some sort of collateral based on it that reflects the underlying, right? So it says FTX is partnered with CM Equity AG to provide brokerage services. They're fully regulated. AG means German Fully regulated in Germany. And the licensed financial institution so does anybody do a good stock trade at midnight also like is germany like a place that like people are really like into stock trading? <laughs> is that like the hub do they want to trade u.s yeah. stocks there yeah like, well that's just where they're regulated so this does exist and i don't know that's inevitable because why would the sec budge on this like i we don't need we don't apple doesn't need to be trading at 2 a.m a lot of things are going on right now that nobody asked for <laughs> nobody really needs, mood, mood. but they're still like doing them. Yeah. I, I listen, I hate the idea of tokenizing a stock, just trade the stock. But because I hate it go. so much, I know it's going to, I so know it's going to happen. So can we see liquidity here? So, uh, wow. whatever this is, a, where, where, where to go, Duncan? Or is this John? Is this you, John? There you go, John. I think this is Haley actually. Yeah, this is me. <laughs> so 24 hour volume. Okay. So you see. Wait, wait, wait. So uh, PayPal, September, 2021 futures. What is $83,000 have changed hands in this? Look at Tesla. At a price of two eighty-two. Ninety-one thousand dollars of volume in the last 24 hours for the Tesla token. Why Whoa. are people trading Tesla tokens and not Tesla shares? Because they're bored. Is it a tax thing? They don't want to come out of crypto and, and owe the taxes? Like what what could be the purpose? It's just boredom? I honestly don't know. Okay. So let's let's do one more. I feel I feel like a lot of stuff is going on just because it can. Yeah. And there's not really any good reason for it. I mean, that seems to be 
a lot of DeFi activity. It's going to it's gonna get dumber. If we think this is to the extent that we think this is dumb, it's like the train has left the station. All right, let's do this one. Snap or Twitter? Both are about 65 bucks a share. I don't really have a strong take on this. I used to own Twitter and I broke even on it after eight years. Twitter's one of the worst investments I ever made. It's so similar though. Very similar. Well, this is just since January, but yeah, it's almost an identical. There's just gaps all over the place on Twitter. It's the ugliest chart. Haley, one share. What do you think? One diggity damn share. I'm going to go with Snap. Okay, how come? Because like Gen Z's always just like talking through Snapchat. It's so random. Like that's literally how they communicate. They don't tweet. <laughs> no, like it's like instead of like sending someone a text, you're gonna send them a snap. Do you snap? Yeah, but like only because it disappears when key faced, you know what I mean? But you know, how else are you gonna talk to pro basketball players? This you can't have a trail. This stock like got killed and cooled off, but the service never did. Snap People good. never stop using Yeah, snap. right. There's like this loyal base, but also they have original content that I think is actually doing really well. Like sometimes you see Snapchat release their data and you're like, damn, Snapchat, you did that? Like, okay, see you. Wait, they release data on the users? Yeah, like they'll release user data. They'll release like, I feel like I'm always seeing numbers from Snapchat that I'm like, oh, I did not see that for you. Like, good for you. Snap is $115 billion market cap. I did not know that. Yeah, right? You're like, okay. That's, damn. You could could bring those right here. Come on. Okay, bottle service. don't Don't be shy. Bottle service for him. Twitter's Haley. only bottle service. Twitter's only fifty. Thank you, guys. Show, show you know us that? what you've got. I had no okay. idea. So it's interesting. Yes. I, I'll just say this. Um, so right now, uh, daily active users at Snap are two hundred ninety-three. That grew five percent year over year. This is, is that, Q2. What is Twitter three hundred? So Twitter's two hundred. So they, they do something really silly. They they call Alex, it. Thank you, Cameron. Thank they you. They call it thank daily you. monetizable active users. What does that mean? DMAU. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so it's ones who see their ads. I don't know why. They got that granular because the number it used to be, it used to be like 300. So, I guess the point is then you have to think about uh, average revenue per user. So, Snap's average revenue per user is three dollars and 35 cents. Do we know what Twitter's are? It's higher, and Facebook's is like 15 bucks or something like that. Like, so, so here's the thing we're gonna get to Facebook. Neither one of these companies will ever even sniff a billion users, I don't think ever. No, and and, and Snapchat, Twitter's shrinking. Well, Twitter, Twitter is yeah, tricky. but it's, a, it's sort of, it's like a great question though, because Twitter has that equally really loyal base. Twitter, Twitter has people oh that that's God. their whole life is tied up in what goes on on Twitter. Yeah, I'm addicted. That's why you had to I'm quit. A, I'm addicted. I did quit. Yo, we've got someone here who actually is in Twitter rehabilitation. Who? You. Oh yeah. You're clean. That's Dude, a beautiful I, thing. You were you went. I didn't even realize when I met you how hard you went for Twitter. Can I tell you something? <laughs> can I tell you something? It's the best thing I've ever done, and I know people hate hearing that, especially people who are still caught up in all the bullshit. It is like the biggest life improvement. You quit Twitter for a while too. I, you know, it's during funny. the elect during the sixteen election or right after. I did. I, I can't quit. I, you know what I did yeah, after after, after this election. I do try. I, I unfollowed like ninety percent of the political stuff that I do, and you know who doesn't live in my head anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, I've actually don't say it. I, I won't Voldemort. say it. Voldemort. No, Voldemort. but 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 did I, you just say Voldemort? I did. But that's I did, what I was thinking. I did. <sighs> so I muted his name, and I don't see I don't see anything about it. And, and I just live my life. And so I the political you. thing didn't bother me at all. Like the politics on Twitter didn't bother me as much. Yeah. Honestly, it's the financial stuff that really pissed me off the most. Yeah. Because I just feel like it was a contest of who's a, who's smarter. 
So I never tried to do that. I, I, so one thing I'll say, and with, I just with like you it's, guys, it's boring. It's the same losers. Yeah, that, huh. I mean guys, honestly, but it there's really content. Is. There's content. There's those people who just put out like great stuff. Yeah, there's all like the time. there's about fifteen of them. Yeah, no, and, and they great. all have Substacks. Yeah, and then there's the funny guys. Bat Batnick is yeah, what, a three, what a hitter. <laughs> there's three. There's three of <laughs> do those. Do I amuse you? That's what he was. Gonna there's get. three of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you said something interesting about it. I, I was like, "What's wrong?" I thought you had a, another bout of, you know what? Um, and you're like, "No, I'm done with it." A bunch of, I think you said something about a like self-important psychopath. Just something you've heard probably. Ninety-five percent of the content for the show I get on Twitter. I can't yeah. quit. Yeah. Oh man, you ever you ever try Google News instead? Because I used to get my news from Twitter. How do I get Eric Bauchunas? It was really charts. useful. It was really useful for for that. I love Twitter for the news. Yeah, I my, see a lot of people using Twitter like that. You I know, use like it as they an don't RSA. even tweet; they're just on yeah. there for the news. So yeah. if you're a small, uh, so this is the way. If I could start all over again, that's what I would. That's what I would do. I would just say I'm not even a participant anymore. Twitter is great for news, right? The problem though is I can't unfollow five thousand people. Yeah, you know. Like I, so I just, I, you have a burner account. You definitely do. I don't, you don't even I mean, like, no, look, you don't, I don't, I'm not lying. You are no, lying. I have no idea you're what's going on. You're not peeking. You're telling me that Indama Kong Su is the king of FinTwit. I'm like, <laughs> all right, that sounds about right. I, I couldn't tell you. I honestly yeah. have no idea what goes well, on. All right. So back to Twitter, I'll just say this, this company has never like the like, kind of focused on innovation the way they are right now. And when I say innovation, you're going to say, well, these are things they should have done five or six yes. years ago. Um, no doubt about it. That's but, the wrap on them. They yeah. move too slow. Right. And, and they're moving very fast right now. And so you saw that thing. Um, what was the thing? Fleets, right? They killed it. They introduced it and they killed it. I've never seen a tech company do something like Fleets that. Fleets with stories. Yeah. Stories. It, it was something like that. And they killed it. And now okay. what lives Spaces. up there? Spaces Love lives it. up there. And you and I were talking earlier, I think that could kill. I, it put Clubhouse out of business. I mean, like literally out of business yeah. in like that. And that was like the hottest consumer app of, of the year until Spaces came out. No, I don't think that they put Clubhouse out of business. I think Clubhouse went out of business because it was because it sucked and people realized that. And by the way, Clubhouse is still in business. Just yeah, for yeah. The listeners no, I, I just, barely. I, I just mean, I just think mindshare, right? So yeah. my social graph maps to Twitter. Same. So every time I sat on Clubhouse, I was sitting there with my yeah, iPhone in my hand looking Clubhouse. at Twitter. Yes, dumb, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the only way you find out about it is through Twitter. So it made no sense I love to spaces. me. Um, I, I have too. yet to be in a spaces because this all happened like a year after I left. I think there's things. Listen, is you, it just like Clubhouse? Josh, Josh, except yes, people Josh. have more followers on Twitter than, <laughs> than Clubhouse, and you can, and tweets show up in it. People who are tweeting about so your that's thing. smart. It's, it, it's pretty useful, it's good. right? It's good. Um, and so, listen. You killed on Twitter. There's no doubt about it. You were actually one of the first finance people I ever covered. You guys might have met on Twitter. Did you guys meet? Yeah, you know, I he's he tweets to me on Slack. It's great. I basically my my <laughs> my, my Slack channel Slack. is my new private Twitter, and I'm still killing can I, it. Can I get that? You, can, you, you can had one the other it. day that was so good. It's a shame that the world is deprived of that. Tweet, Bye, you should just start posting them. Oh, Maybe also, you'll grow. Haley and my text uh, chain. Yes, also, we should much. sell subscriptions to it. Oh, 100%. Wait, I just want to make sure you were not deplatformed, correct? What? No, I just, I just, uh, I used to spend hours of my life consumed with. Yeah. What do you make of these platforms? Who yeah. thinks what about what? And it's so, it that's sucks. A part, that's the part of yeah. it that I hate. Like, yeah. I literally can't get off. I am addicted, and I don't I watched, care what all these people watched, think about anything. I watched the documentary on, on, you start on, thinking on Netflix. Oh, yeah. and it, oh, I definitely. It was made doing me so that. angry because literally, like Chamath and all the people that were involved in Facebook early, like they are hacking our brains, yeah. and I am completely helpless. 
to this app. <laughs> I am a slave because it's not my fault. Like it's not any of our faults. They know exactly what they're doing with the likes and the dopamine. Like it sucks. And I, I genuinely hate that part that it's like just an extension of my, my arm. So you're, okay, you're an Instagram person, mm-hmm. which is what I guess I've become myself. Yeah, you big on Insta. We love I lo- to see I your love jet Instagram. skiing pics. I love Instagram because I feel like it's people's real lives. Not It's fake real lives, mm-hmm. but it's still like people post pictures of their kids and there's not like some like psychopath in a basement throwing throwing things at them. Like yeah. not on Insta at least. Like you, you could definitely control your experience more. It's a lot easier to like weed out who's super, super random. Like it's like, you know. What about this analogy? It's a gated community versus like a, a like like living in the worst neighborhood in the city. Yeah. It's what, right? It's good. But That's, this morning. You put a gate up and you're just like, I don't know who you are. Why are you but saying this shit to me? I don't get what's different unless you're, no, you're saying. You're, there's you're, no anonymous people on Instagram. Oh. No, but actually yeah. as I was saying that, I'm like, yes, they're 100% are. But it's not but, built but, for but them. It's not meant for them. You post a picture of your kids. Nobody's going to be like, you suck, asshole. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some people will. But this morning- uh, the Wall Street Journal just did it. So a- basically you, what's, what's coming down to is that you got cyberbullied and that you had to uh, leave totally. you got so, so the Wall Street Journal did this big two-parter on their podcast this morning. It was a big article that Facebook, Instagram, Facebook has this whole program called uh, Whitelist or something with that there are certain rules do not apply to celebrities right. and they're lying to Congress. Mark Zuckerberg is just not telling the truth. There was a stat, uh, so it's fine for adults Sometimes 32% of teenage girls said when they feel bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. Like for kids, Instagram is fucked up. I'd rather have my kids smoke cigarettes than be on Instagram all day. I and mean, they're not? seriously. Well, I mean, listen. Not cigarettes. Yeah, but if you're not I, smoking. I can't, I can't control it. I'm, I'm telling you that. Their social life revolves around it. Yeah. I mean, but I teenage will- girls, like without Snap and Instagram, like, that's like that's everything that's going on in their world. They can't not be there. Yeah, no. I mean, that's a big part of it. You can try to regulate it. When as you a parent, are when you are invited to a party when you're 15, you're like, all right, I know those people are out and I'm not invited. Yeah. Like when you're 15 and you see everybody but you, it's horrible. Yeah. Like that would I would that that has to break people. Yeah. Well, and then all the image. Yeah, but stuff. you're gonna find out about that either way. Like when I was in high school, that was just Facebook. You know, like it was like, oh shit, like I didn't get invited to that party because I'm see- like, you're going to see it. Or like if you were, you know, you grew up in the 40s, what year? No, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you, I guess. I didn't grow up with Facebook yeah. in high school. No, Thank no, God. I'm saying, I'm saying like you, I was, I was making a joke about how old you are. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm saying like you're maybe like That's eight. how that joke works. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant born in the 40s. Sorry. There's going to be an epidemic of, in some kind, whether it's mental health or something related to this generation. We are talking about them in school and what they might not or might be earning relative to what they were scheduled to do. There's going to be something. Facebook, I, I, listen, I'm saying this kind of matter of factly, and maybe I'm wish casting here. They are going to be the poster child for ESG investing in the next 10 years at some point. Take Philip Morris and Exxon and wrap it up in a big like Budweiser like can or something like that. And that's what Facebook. So is how about be at this? Some point. this? The former YouTube engineer wasn't, was, uh, they also, the journal also did a story on TikTok. All the problems we have seen on YouTube are due to engagement based algorithms. And on TikTok, it's exactly the same, but worse. TikTok's algorithm can learn much faster. This reminds me of like the T-1000 Terminator versus the, uh, versus just Arnold, right? Like the liquid metal Terminator. Like that's what TikTok is compared to YouTube. I feel like it's more uh, – so I I know my take is not the popular take. I see what my kids are doing on TikTok. Like I literally will take their phone and go into the app, and so I see what it's serving them. It's dancing. 
Yeah. And that's not just because I have good kids. My kids are really watching dances and my son is watching guys slam dunk basketballs. I don't really understand this whole, uh, how TikTok serves up sex and drug videos to minors. Maybe, maybe I'm delusional. I just don't see that on my kids' phones. What am I, I what am I missing? What am I missing? Well, they go down rabbit holes. It's the same thing like what you do on YouTube and you end up, oh, I, I didn't so start no, All right. So I, if I, I keep, if I just, if I just keep watching nine videos in, I'm going to start seeing yeah. drug use. And, and then let me ask you this, Josh, you have a, you have a, a mid teenage daughter, right? And you see the way these girls dance around. Think about all the perverts that are on that thing. You know what I mean? So I literally tell my girls, you can't wear crop tops. You can't do this. You're going to do right. your dances and stuff like that. It's this Charlie D'Amelio. How old are you? Charlie I'm going to want to do it more though. The more you restrict My girls them. are 16 and 18. Um, but Charlie D'Amelio, I mean, she, she literally, I mean, she's a 16 year old girl. She's making, you know, tens of millions of dollars through promos, through dancing. She started dancing when she was 13 and listen, I'm sure she's a sweet girl. I'm sure it's a really nice family. We're going to do, they're doing a Kardashian sort of it's show so that's coming. Um, there was a big, uh, right out of the Wall Street Journal. Oh man, it's so bad. Have but, you watched it? No. Oh, it's trash. It's like literally so boring. Why? Because they, they don't have that interesting of a life. They just don't have the charisma. They don't have that mm, the well, it factor. There's of the something that she has that took it. She literally put TikTok on the map. I'm just telling you, like if you go and look at her stuff and I'm just telling you, I have two, I'm just gonna say gorgeous girls. You couldn't come up to me right now and say, here's $25 million. We need them to post a video, two minutes of them dancing around, shaking everything they got on that thing on a daily basis. I wouldn't do it. Well, what if they're just doing it for free anyway? Take the twenty-five million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm not saying they are, but like, what if it's going to be that way anyway? Go watch her videos. Okay. Well, is that is that it's that out of Dude, control? Go talk to you. Text your daughter right now. She's going to tell you. Oh yeah, I know Charlie. I mean, like you know. No, she's going to say, "Dad, why are you bothering What's me?" What's her last name? <laughs> Charlie Demelio. It's like D apostrophe. Right, got it. A, yeah, 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 yeah. So my my daughter's fifteen. TikTok like arrived during her lifetime. Like she wasn't like born. She just like it came. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, all right did some dances, and then just like, all right, this is not that amazing. I don't think every kid gets that wrapped up in it. Like, she's still on TikTok watching stuff, but she's not making videos anymore unless there's a fake account that I'm oh not God, aware if of. If I was 15 and TikTok existed, oh, my God, my life would be ruined. Full <laughs> tilt. Facebook was around, and I was like – in, in like iMovie editing videos every day after school, like so obsessed even then with content. Like, and now it's so easy. You can do it on your, oh my God. Well, movie. I just think whatever, like whatever your problem is with TikTok, don't, don't we all agree the next thing that comes is worse? Because it just, that's just how it is. And they're coming. I mean, that's the story. I think the thread here is that it I'm started like, with Instagram. I'm just like, anytime you can find an audience, I'm down. Like, it doesn't really bother me. Most like, people are not like that. I mean, let, let, let's be frank. I mean, most people, I mean, you know. I'm like, if you can find a community, if you can, like, you know, right. connect to people who are like-minded, that's a beautiful thing. Like, that's what we've always looked for as humans. On small scale, now it's a How do you scale. handle, so how many how many followers do you have on Instagram? Uh, Probably, like, 220. And you're barely on, you're barely on, uh, on TikTok. TikTok, I have, like, 30K. Okay, and you're not really a tweeter. No, I tweet, like, 10K. Okay. The, you are hilarious on Instagram. Well, thank you. The, that is definitely like your your best just, platform, yeah, I feel like. I love Insta, but I'm like, I really, I also love to, I want to get more on TikTok for show, <laughs> you know? But Give me uh, this bottle. Give me this bottle. I'm watching it get warm. I had this uh, in the freezer all morning for you, Haley. Oh my God, thank Go you. Go on. Yeah. Don't let me interrupt you. I'm just going to, I'm going to crack this. Yeah, but what, what are we saying? We're just saying, okay, I'm really good at Insta and that <laughs> <laughs> everyone should follow Mrs. Dow Jones. But- uh, 
Yeah, but you crush you crush it there. Wait, can I tell you something? You have a real community built around you there. For me, it's in just a way about, that none of us do. Yeah, it's just a community building. Like for me, it's like like we're all Mrs. Dow Jones. Like how can like we build how can we lift each other up and like provide advice and like support because financial journeys can be really intimidating to start on and to continue on. Dude, you nailed that and the timing. When we were when we were talking about doing Duncan, come here, crap this over. When we were talking about doing this show. I, before we had like a I show idea, Josh said, "Show me your Instagram." He's like, "She's gonna come on, I think." And mm-hmm. I like, I swear, I think I told you this. I saw you for four seconds. Like, she's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, remember Did, that? Well, so what is the secret to doing that well and not getting sucked into it? Being and- funny—that's like the secret. You're funny. Uh, yeah, I think you just have to. You have to know why you're there. Like for me, it's like. It's value-based. Like, I'm there because I love my audience because I really want to help people gain financial literacy and because I like making jokes and, like, you know, I like creating content and having a perspective on culture. So I don't – I people always ask, like, there's, you know, every, like, marketing book or, you know. Yeah. People must ask you, like, help help me be better on – Josh, come on. You have a huge audience. Like, they ask you that too and, like, ultimately – there is not like a secret. You can't teach funny. Mm, it's funny, but I think it's also just oh, like people can tell like if you're being real. Haley, what are we drinking? Tell oh my me, gosh. Tell We're, me what the genesis this is. This is huge for me. This is huge right, for me. Let's, okay. Let's get into First this. First of all, I want to say like, yeah. We like, have this on camera. This is this is like <laughs> the greatest tequila in no, the world. This well, is Kendall Jenner's. This is Charlie D'Amelo's tequila. This is Charlie, Charlie D'Amelio's tequila. 818 tequila because this is the area code in Calabasas. Josh said that as though he doesn't know. I already know this is not going to be good, but you know that it's not going to be good. I'm dead. Okay. Um, yeah, we're drinking Kendall Jenner's tequila. I've waited to try this with you, Josh. I've it's had opportunities. It's a reposado. It's a reposado. I said I gotta wait to crack open eight one eight until I'm with Josh Brown, and it's happening right now. Okay. And you so, brought and you brought limes. This I brought is like limes. a very impressive. Dan, you already drank this. And I brought some. I brought some I, mixers. I've not had it, but okay. I will tell you this: that um, and when you guys come in our podcast, you're going to get a bottle of Comos Tequila. My friend Joe Marchese, um, he is an investor in this company, and actually, and Donna Kinsu is also an investor. His wife is an ambassador. Check it out: K O M O S. Cheers, cheers, guys. And we sent a, a, happy, we send a bottle to all of our guests that come on here. Ooh. So I, what am I walking out of here, guys? With? Nothing. Literally. I'm going to give you this lime. I'm going to high-five you. Okay, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Knowing the price What's point. that aftertaste? It's smooth. It's very it's, generous. It's smooth, but it tastes almost like it has something added to it. vanilla? Well, yeah. All right. Why does she get so much shit glitter? every time she like tries? Glitter? Why does Kendall Jenner get so much shit every time she tries to do something? Because that Pepsi ad. Because of Pepsi ad. They killed her on this, too. She was dressed as a migrant. Ne- like yeah, Mexican but no, worker. but The Rock did it for <laughs> so his wait, tequila. So we have pictures of this? Hold on. Come on. George Clooney did that too. All right. Wait, wait. S- slow down. Slow down. So this is okay, right? She's walking she a burrow. Cute. She's misappropriating she a horse. Cute, but wait, it gets worse. Go down. That's okay too. Yeah, she's she's taking a sip amidst the, the plants. I think the clothes, she's kind of dressed like somebody that would she's be like, like working. She's like wearing a hat in- that like, says sort of like, I was in the field. Yeah, she you has. Know? A, and it's right. like, you weren't in the field. The hat on her back. But like, it is, she just it's a cultural critique is, that like other. No. Really, Look, bring up The Rocks tequila marketing. Bring up uh, Casamigos uh, tequila marketing. Wait, you think she and deserved he, to get slammed for that? You know what I'm saying? It's too much slamming. Oh, like, I agree. It's, yeah, 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 we agree. 100%. Yeah, we're on the same. Okay, cool. We have an alliance. Well, I think the cultural appropriation thing. It's good. It's not bad. 
I, I wanted to hate this. It's not bad, exactly. It's not bad. It does taste like it has vanilla added to it. They definitely did. A million percent. I also think maybe they added something to make it really smooth. It is very smooth. I don't love the aftertaste, but it's okay. Well, they're making it, they're making it like in the region they're supposed to make it. They're definitely employing people that are local there. And now they have an impact part of it too. Mm, what is it? What do you mean? Like something about like, like, you know, bringing it back to the community that it's coming from. So, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's her answer to like everybody slamming her is like, well, I'm infusing capital into this region of, of Mexico. What is that? That's your mixer? I need a little mixer. What is it? Natalie's. We love a Natalie's. Have you ever had Natalie's juice? Talk no. about disrupting the market. Tropicana, you see them everywhere. Now you go, Natalie's. It's, it's a good point. It's expensive, en- though. It's enough Tropicana. Where's Natalie's? This is really store? expensive. It's really, it's I know, but squeeze. I splurge for you. I, you know what I mean? I, I know it's expensive because Haley's into yeah, it. Duh. Haley, I'm, ex- I'm expensive gal. Um, I don't, I don't, I, listen, I don't have a problem with like celebrity tequilas. I've tried what them all. What would you make? What, what's, I feel like you need to make something. I could see you making a, a face mask. Could be cool, yes. I think well, you could my ma- celebrity product? I think that could be, yeah, would be a celebrity hey, a product. Minute. I also could see you making your own version of Sun In. Sun in, because I feel like you're always wearing, like, a little tan. Okay. Pepsi owns Tropicana. This is news? To me. Oh, yes. <laughs> Does that make you want to buy Pepsi? What, you knew that? Yeah. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Nope. 100% I did. And they own Dasani. No, they no, own Coca-Cola. Coke. Dasani sucks. Dasani water? Yeah. What do I have in the fridge? Is that what I just gave you? No, this is actually from, like, Kirkland. It's even worse. <laughs> that was, like, a meme a couple weeks ago. Was Dasani? It? What was that yeah. thing? I don't even know. Uh, all right, let's. But I do want to know what your celebrity. Product let's keep would moving, be. but I would give this. I would give this like a, a six or a seven. Yeah, I wanted to hate this. It's not. It's not for me. It's just like great. exciting to have it's it. Not, sort of feels like Kendall's at the table too. Like is that your me. favorite? Uh, is that your favorite Jenner? No, I, I go, feel like you're a Kylie. Yeah, I'm a do Kylie. You watch or Dave Kim. on FX. I have seen Dave. Yeah, it's Kendall. Good. Kendall was on one episode. Amazing. You, yeah, I, I would feel like you'd be like a like yeah, a who, Kylie. Who person. do you think I would be? Yeah, Kylie, because it's like because business woman. Like yeah, she's like you know keeps a little to herself, keeps us guessing. We love that. It's a little mystery. Yes, we love that. <laughs> anyway, okay, I wanted to get into this thing about. Uh, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the. Actually, I'm gonna skip the what Mailchimp you, thing. What are you gonna say about Mailchimp? Just real quick. Oh my god! Wait, I'm so excited. I was gonna ask you guys if you're doing as much like mail stuff as you are social media. Yes, my newsletter is freaking popping. Are you using MailChimp for that? No, no, no. They take you to the cleaners. Yo, you do a price comparison with MailChimp versus I switched to Float, Floatest, sponsor this pod. So much better. Okay, Yeah. Why? just cheaper and you're getting the same my service. My MailChimp is $90 a month. It's so expensive. I was looking through my business finances and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and by the way, everything though in the Intuit suite is that expensive. MailChimp like, just got quit, bought by Intuit yeah, yeah. for $12 billion. That's yes. why we're talking and, about it. And yeah, and well, we can talk about also the creators of MailChimp bootstrapping, not taking any VC money. Good for them. Amazing. You got to get the, them as clients They're here. saying it's the biggest acquisition yeah. ever by a company that built it without really cool. outside capital. What was number two? Too. Like what's, what else is even on that I list? I don't know. But don't you feel like they fit in the Intuit suite though? Because all those products are so expensive. Like what? Like that what? That being said, I do work with TurboTax. So love you, Intuit. But like, you know, and I use <laughs> Quick. It's so expensive. They have, <laughs> they they have to pay, pay Haley's yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Honestly, so I just took another step. I'm out on this tequila. It's too vanilla. It's Yo, you got to get in on Natalie's yeah. though. Like, Natalie's yeah. the, Natalie Kardashian. Give it a little, give it a little splash. Natalie Kardashian. Natalie Kardashian. Um, I... Everything that they splash. splash. When's the last time you had some lemonade, though? Never. See, you gotta 
How do you send? How do you send That's out excellent. like risk reversal and really all your stuff? You do use Mailchimp. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I, it, it's at a Talk price point. Talk to us about your about your about your emails. Well, it's at a price point. To be frank, I don't even think about right. Like so, it, yeah, unless you're something. Rich. No, 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 no. But unless something was like a few hundred bucks a month, it's not going to bubble up on my radar. As far as a service that's really good, they have a great user interface. Um, but I that's where they get. Problems. This is why they're successful, though, because they like market so intensely, and then it's like, well, Mailchimp you know, does, yeah, yeah, and then it's like, oh, well, like I guess that's what we're going to use because we're doing a newsletter. Like they they become the brand name, but there are. I just want to encourage people. There are All other right. services. So let's play a little game. So Intuit stock literally over the last three or four months, Batnick's going to pull it up. It literally just gone up thirty percent. In like over the last three or four months. Why? So the question was, so they just literally gained like tw- like <laughs> billions and billions. Oh so they basically were like, what are we going to buy? They're uh, probably not done buying it stuff. It was smart. Like, what, no, do you th- I mean, what else do you think they, they use, should buy? You think they use stock? I'm to, sure they do. The it purchase? was stock and cash. Cash and stock. Yeah, so. $12 billion deal. Yeah. But, but think about it. Hey, Josh, you know where interest rates are? They can they can borrow whatever they want, right? And and they're buying a company that is basically going to cross. Oh, look, there we go. Can we get a picture up of the what, founders of MailChimp? Are they hot? And what's the market cap? Are they saying? Uh, are they saying? Market cap single? is like. Does that even single? matter? I forgot. Or? Yeah, no. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. I think it's like forty <laughs> billion or something like that. Uh, Mailchimp people, um, Haley is interested in the marital status. I'm waiting or, for them to put uh, it By the way, into its market cap is 156 billion. Sure, why not? So it just gained thirty some. No, it was a genius acquisition, but I'm just saying, like. I think that Mailchimp is overplayed, and that as a All small right. business owner who has a newsletter, there are other options. Stock market being drunk. Into it. When's the last time you've said the word related to the stock market? It has a hundred and fifty billion dollar market cap. They're bit, what? What else is it besides TurboTax and now Mailchimp? What else do they do? I don't know. Is it Mint? <laughs> that it's might a, be like I a mean, personal a finance thing or something. FinTech like that. is the hottest sector on the planet. It makes sense that that stock is working. It is sort of. I would have bought of, SoFi if I were them for like fintech. twenty billion or something. You know, twenty five billion. SoFi is the most boring fintech stock on the board. Why isn't that thing working? I think a lot of these companies that went public uh, through Credit SPAC Karma are going to have a, a real issue. Yeah, that's they a big one. What? Credit Karma, QuickBooks, TurboTax, Mint. Oh, QuickBooks, right? So they're building. They're building like a real. Mailchimp like, is so complimentary to all their customers that are QuickBooks customers, etc. They're all sending emails. I could have seen like Salesforce buying like a Mailchimp or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, okay, uh, let's get into favorites, and then guys, can I just say I'm having fun? I like hanging out with you. This is this is great. It's a good time. That's kind of what the show is about. Yeah, I'm the like, only for one for me. Who- like it's fine, you know. Like definitely, <laughs> like it's an experience, but. She's got all day tomorrow I'm to just, repent yeah. for this sin. I'm just glad I took my Nexium today so I could drink this fine tequila right hey, here. So, so no, real, so real quickly, um, you guys were all huge Colbert Rapport fans, right? Back yes. in the day. All right. Do you remember he used to do this thing, the, the Atone phone, 1-800-OOPS-JEW? I don't used remember to, that at so all. Funny. Oh Dude, so you got to Google this. And he used to get this white phone out. <laughs> it had a big star of David on it. And he would like it would ring. And you know what? It, he it got would, on the horn? The, the way it would ring was like um, Hava Nagila or something like that. And then he'd be like, hello, 1-800-OOPS-JEW, how have you wronged me this year? Oh, That's oh my God. And then John Stewart would come up or something. Oh, oh my oh, God. The, look at this. That's guys. so funny. Wait, that's hilarious. You, got, like, you, don't have, you don't have any shit like this no, going on. No, I got Guy Adami. That's what I got. I got Danny I have Mo. Guy Adami, too. I, I got to change my number. Guy doesn't know from tech. We actually have a G, We have Amanda Diaz, which, which listen. Were you about to say we have Duncan a Jew? John, you guys are great. No, no, I was not going to say. 
that. But um, Amanda. What is Amanda Diaz? Let's give her a shout out. She's your producer. Yes, and she she worked with us at CNBC for years. She was a producer on Fast Money and all their sponsored programming. And she was last. Oh, I know that name. Yeah, you know Amanda. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So she joined us as our like head of content producer, and she's doing. Did you get a call from CNBC after that? Um, no, I mean, listen, I think CNBC has generally been really supportive of everything that we've been doing. And, you know, listen, the landscape is just changing. Look at how you guys, look at you guys. We're sitting in a financial, like, like an asset management company and we're, yeah. and we're creating content that, yeah. and you guys are doing it great. And it's really complimentary. Those are new lights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know listen. what? Can I just say Lashana Tova to, to those listening and celebrating? Is this coming out tomorrow? Oh, no, Friday. Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Tomorrow, nothing's coming out. Uh, favorites. I threw this thing up on the dock. Did you guys see Queen of Versailles? Okay, Josh, I saw this on the dock and I felt so sad for you because it literally came out so many years ago. I know, I'm the latest. I've never heard of it. It's an incredible documentary that I've watched multiple times. Yes, of why, course. Wait, why did you watch it multiple times? Did you love it as much as I did? Yeah, because I just adore housing crisis, like rags to riches to riches to rags to ups and downs. And I love a mega mansion. I love Florida as a concept. Do you know what this is? Do you know you have any? <laughs> it's a crazy place. A concept. Do you, wait, do you know what this is? No, I never heard of it. Okay, this woman is married to the timeshare king of the world. Is that? By the way, timeshares. Loop. Those are not great. Give me your. Give me your. Give me your rant on timeshares. Well, oh quick. my god, I could go off on a timeshare. Okay, I you're not it. actually buying anything of value. So okay. So it is the stupidest product I've ever seen. And this so guy is the dumb. king of it. I know. It's actually like he has horrible karma. Talk about credit karma. Horrible. Have you guys heard about Picasso? It looks like timeshares for like rich people. It's like you could buy a share of a second. Wait, is this No, no. I signed up for one and they keep calling me. Is this a commercial? No, I'm not kidding. I oh, saw, okay. I saw this the other day. This is cool. This is the new timeshare. Have, you fun, buy have, fun. have fun. Let me have fun. I can't. So but are one, you participating in the equity of the, I wish of I could. the underlying? I, because I that, that's, I, yeah, I you're think not. fractionalized oh, you're not. owner. Exactly. You're not. That's why it's but, stupid. Well, but you get access to these vacation homes? Well, so you, there's another one that lets you get access to hotels. You get access, my but the catch is you're a maid. My friend literally <laughs> fell for it. Look at Duncan you, or John. Yo, I don't want to have someone else sleep in my bed, no, though. I'm out. But you can't yeah, afford I'm that. Like, I don't do Airbnbs either. How do you know that? I do. All of them, I was looking at this, Michael, and all of them are really expensive. But also, if you read the fine print about if multiple people want it at the same time, it gets like a little, it gets a little weird. But like you, <laughs> They're everyone, like, everyone, everyone gets well, a How does it get weird? Do you have to fight the other family? Well, yeah, yeah, like it was purge. Just, <laughs> well, and you each get a holiday or something, but but then like obviously there are more desirable holidays to travel than others. I'll yeah, take that, I'll take Rosh Hashanah. Guys, fractionalized ownership of places like that is coming to a theater near you. Everywhere. We just had Scott Lynn, the CEO of Masterworks, um, on our pod last week. And Owner. He, so I was wondering this about even right. like designer goods. Oh, you guys had him on your pod. Yeah, I own. I own. Not to brag, I, I own six six fractional right, pieces but, of art. But isn't that a super cool thing? <laughs> d- diversifying. Haley's one life. of my first. No, one of my first brand <laughs> deals was with Rally Road. I know all about this. I, this is. It's Do you buy every, any of that stuff? You like mm-hmm. to hold things in your hand, like me, right? Yeah, I'm literally like, well, if I'm gonna own a Birkin, I want a full Birkin. Everything's That's right. Like fractionalized. Yeah. No, I'm pretty old school with my, with my investment like strategy and like how I manage my money. Like I have a certain percentage that I put towards having fun, hee and like <sighs> you know playing the markets, and then the rest of it is thinking long term. To be clear, we're on the same page. Okay, I am cool. Ride you started. I was getting like a day trader vibe. No, from no, no, no. Ride or die for the S and P five hundred. Okay. Every two weeks, okay. I am buying for the rest of my life. Okay. I'm never selling. Never selling. Okay. Ever. Mood, but mood. I like having fun. 
Yes. I like having fun. You're a good time guy. Uh, that, well, no, no, but I think what you just said, Haley, is really important. Like, whatever percentage of your investable assets that you guys you hear that? You just said what I said was really important, which is huge for him. No. Because usually I, what you're no, saying I, is really no, important. No, no, no. I, I just think that, you know, like if it's fun <laughs> and speculative and it's intellectually like challenging What's you, you to fun? figure something like that out, you're not speculating like in, in a short term fashion on fine art. Well, you're there's, no, there's no liquidity. I'm no, not speculating. No, you yeah. actually think it's going higher. There's but I want to look at it. If you know, I'm buying you know, art, I want it in my home. You know and art is, is so cool. This sounds gross, but the thesis for art is rich people have so much money. Well, have you seen the price of, any, and of everything? interest rates are too low. It's really easy to borrow and lever up and, yeah. and, and buy anything that is I not that. bolted down. That. That's my friend's Wait, so, documentary, on, Jennifer Stockman. It's called The Price of Every yeah. of Anything. Okay. It's on last H- year it came it's out, right? HBO bought it. So if you have any of the HBO Max, Love whatever, HBO blah, blah, Max. blah. Yeah, get on there. They have it. It is another fave. Queen of Versailles can watch it anytime. Also, the price of yeah, anything. It's just how crazy the art market has become. But I, my grandparents made a shit ton of money in art. It's like the price if, of everything, by the way. Price sorry. of everything. Sorry, Jennifer, if you're listening, love you, girl. And also, sorry that I mispronounced So your what is doc. this doc about? Uh, it's about art and like really rich people and the artists and like, how that relationship works, how the market works. So like Jennifer Stockman, who's one of the producers, is a art advisor to like Saudi Arabians at this point. She makes so much freaking at the, at money. This point. Yeah, she makes so much money because she can <laughs> you can't even buy art. Like when you're if you, even if you have a ton of money, the artist won't sell it to you. Like it's a very elitist, crazy world, um, unregulated AF. And you know, the artists themselves are salespeople. Like I, one of my best, one of my best friends, Dustin Yellen, love you, Dustin, if you're listening. He's like a really famous artist, LOL. You know, I hang out with those cool peeps. And he like, when I go to his studio, it's literally like Angelina Jolie coming in and he's lighting up and like in full sell, sell, sell mode. It's sort of like being yeah. in the stock market. Like but you have whatever to Whatever happens to like, they don't make any money till they die. That's long no, gone. No, 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 He's, you have to build your legacy. Um, but also like in that, the real payoff though is still after death, after death. But you've, even with him, we've seen like his, the prices, because all that it takes is one person to say that you're valuable. Well, so, so Jennifer could say, okay, I got this guy in Saudi yeah, who's going to say. The value's on a relative basis. So Scott Lynn relative, told us that's $1. Exactly. $1.7 trillion global market for fine art. 65% of that art is by people who are no longer with us. So basically, right? Yeah. So so if you think about it. Haley, what is this? Um, this is this is Dustin Yellen's yes, piece. It's is amazing. this real or is this it's an so, NFT? No, no, no. It's, well, he makes NFTs, but that's a, that's a sculpture. It's beautiful. That's amazing. You you should come to his studio. It's yeah. in Red Hook. He's the coolest guy. And he each of that is a little piece that he like has cut out of like- Can a, I buy 1% of this? No, you can't. What is that called? The human carnival? I'm like- How much does this cost? A lot. Like he was like, Haley, want to buy one? It's like $100,000. I was like, for sure. Like, def- let me get back to you. Let, let, me, ven- 30- let me Venmo you. Literally, let me get- No, and by the way, the artists are even more aggressive than like someone in the diamond district. Like then you, if you say, if you say you're interested a little, it's like their, their, their manager's on you. Like it's crazy. Did you see my, my unorthodox life? Yeah, I haven't watched it. But you know what I'm talking about. Of course. Okay. Wait, are they just like, like, so you go into an art studio and you're like, oh, that's pretty- and then for the rest of your life, it's, hey, just following up? 
Well, a Just little, a back. little bit, a I'll little bit. Kill it's either, no, it's world. either it's either you can't buy it because you're not you're not even in that. Or echelon, you have to buy it right now. Or it's like, well, but I'm also bad because I a little bit catfished him. Like I definitely was like trying to be cool and rich at the studio and was like, oh, for sure. Like now he I thinks want you just one. buy shit like that. Yeah, all he's the time. like he's like, oh well, Haley's like a done deal. So let's just like get her done. Let's close, and I'm let's like, close Haley. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's more than I have a lot. I can picture you being like, does the art come with any amenities? Literally, no. I stay at his house all the time, so it sort of does. Oh, so you mo- you're almost, you might have to buy it. No, Any- I literally do because he's, like, done a lot for me. Anyway, Queen of Versailles, I know it's nine years old, but what I loved about it. Yeah, tell it, me how you even got to that. Like, how would you choose that title? Like, so TikTok? No, we never had a Hulu <laughs> subscription in my house. That's huge for you. You took Congrats, mine. Congrats, you had Roku. Did no, you use mine? just got one because my wife's, like, recovering from a surgery. Watch what is Dave. What happened to Sprinkles? Watch Dave. I will watch Dave. What happened to Sprinkles? Um, she had ankle surgery. Oh my God. It's terrible to have a foot surgery. She's been in bed for, it's, I think today's the 10th day. Straight. Oh my God. I'm sending her thoughts and prayers. I've had So we're one. watching documentaries from 2012. That's how we're getting through it. But anyway, it was. Which other ones are you watching? They were, so, uh, I think, I don't know. This is the big one for me. Okay. Keep talking about it. Sorry. Well, they, no, they were like. I'm trying to get like more titles to watch from you. They were building the biggest house in America during the financial <laughs> crisis. And then the whole thing unravels. What do you mean during? Like like 2006? They started in 06 because think about it. This guy was in like real estate, like timeshares. And Can we bring up like a picture of the house? I need them They never to finished see. it. Is Erica Jane guilty? 100P. Really? She knew. But I think that there's a brand to be built around her for like women who have been like – you know, financially disempowered. But, but how I, did she disempowered? Know? I know. I was thinking you mean women whose well, husbands stole from people. Yes, yes. Well, she, I'm a, I'm a brander, so I'm like maybe know? there is money there. She's gonna go on da- Dancing with the Stars and yeah. be like, "This is my new athleisure line for when you're at home She'll waiting for your lawyer to call." These are the cigarettes I smoke yeah, while my husband's exactly, in jail. Exactly. Exactly. These are the Erica Jane <laughs> cigarettes that I smoke while he's calling me for ten minutes. <laughs> this, these are the most comfortable shoes to wear when you're waiting online to see him. Once every three months. For the conjugal. <laughs> exactly. This is for the, the conjugal yeah. negligence. Yeah, it's my conjugal neg- Exactly. There's a big, there's, what's the market cap with that? He watches all the housewife shit no, that you no watch. Way. No, I My wife does. I didn't I'm, see I'm, that for you. But by the way, the house, the husbands of the women who watch Bravo are usually more into Bravo than the not women. Not me. The only Bravo. Do you know sh- I'm a Bravo celebrity? I just need your audience to know that. Wait, like, what? That. I'm a Bravo celebrity. Wait, explain. A huge moment for me. So like I got screeners when there was the Bravo con, which, you know, COVID wiped us out. That's RIP. a big deal. Huge deal. The only Bravo show that I genuinely like is Shows Wait, of Sunset. they like come to you with shows to screen They're and like, tell them what oh you think? Oh my God, like when Below Deck was coming. Oh no. Hey, well, we've Deck. done like, we've done those sort of studies, but Below Deck, they're Nothing like- Nothing happens on Below they're Deck. They're like, we're going to cook like we're in a, we're in the cabin. And then they drop off like all the food for you and you're like on a Zoom with the chef from Below Deck and it's like you're being a Bravo celebrity. It's very cool. Wait, what's happening right now? What are you talking about? I'm you're- talking about being a Bravo celebrity. It's when you have to do cooking classes with- the chefs from below deck. It's when you have to watch screeners of Real Housewives of New York and tell them. That How do you get to become a bar? You just are. Like mm. it's either an it's she an it factor a thing. Of a million know, followers it's on yeah. Instagram. It's big. It's big. And like, you don't even know about my newsletter open rate. It's crazy. Right. So who it's else, more than hundred percent. Would they go to? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. All right. That's it for my favorite. And I just I I'm gonna get to all the docs that Wait, I missed. So what over are, the last do we know? Years. Like what are they? Can we talk about where she's at now though? They're fucked. Like their whole lives came to an end, but they were the spoiler. What? That I did another F bomb? Yeah, sure yeah they, John. They, they noted. Chalk that chalk that up. So no, they uh they were building the biggest house 
in America, Florida? like literally. Florida? They were building a hun- they were building I forget how many square feet. It was so ridiculous. Where? In Florida. It wasn't course. even pretty. No, it was in Orlando. It was, and that's why they couldn't sell it. So yeah, they, Orlando. They, ran out of mo- they literally ran out of money. The banks Thank stopped you. lending to Ew. them. Look at that. Yucky. Yes, there's like a bulldozer. Do you want to get a timeshare of that? No. <laughs> All right, Michael, what do you got for favorites? Wow. Uh, I rewatched David Fincher's um, Zodiac. Okay, wow. It's been a while. Jake John. I saw that in the theater, and I remember being very underwhelmed. When I saw it, because I was like probably a kid when they came out. When did that, that came out? 2007? Oh, he's like a no. photographer? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Or, or, and it's based on detective? two stories, yeah. the scariest. Yeah, yeah. So, so they never they don't know. They what, never caught him. Never solved. But, um, it was him. It was a, it was a, it was a good rewatch. <laughs> it was a good rewatch. Jake Gyllenhaal is like just so so awesome. He's so good. He's um, n- By the way, while we're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal, Nightcrawl, uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, exactly. Nightcrawler. Fabulous. Holy shit. That's Amazing. the one that he's a photographer. All right, but, but yes. here, would you rather- Ryan Gosling or Jake Gyllenhaal? Would I rather Jake. what? Jake. Watch a movie with them in it? Jake. <laughs> yeah. Gosling's good. Drive, excellent. But I'm a Jake Gyllenhaal guy. I agree. I sta- I, Jake Gyllenhaal feels like more like our Brando or something. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of right. Actually, Ryan I feel Gosling. like I've, I've seen a, like a dozen Jake Gyllenhaal movies this year. <laughs> You. He, he's wearing a big notebook sweatshirt right now. You guys can't see. Ride or die Gosling? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. His, he's going to remember the Titans. Well, dude, dude. Well, I love it. I love the a big child short. star transition. The big short. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. Wait, there. does he play? Wait, he who plays, plays, Mo, who he plays, plays Danny Moses in the big short? I don't know, but he plays. You don't know. Goss, I, I don't know that. Steve Carell, no? No, no. no. Oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. But, but the guy who sold the front point team, oh, wait a minute. the idea is Ryan is Reynolds? No, no, I think it's the guy from uh, Succession. Yeah, no, Jeremy Strong. That's, uh, he's, yeah, he is in that. Wait a minute. Oh, it's, who is this? Rafe Spall. Yeah. Rafe Spall? I love when Steve Carell wears a wig. John and Duncan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy on the left. So they actually had a deleted That's scene. That's the guy from the Succession. Yeah. yeah. He play? Jeremy Strong. Okay. He plays one of the guys. So there's Gosling. So, all right. What? Damn. Like you're what? like on a first name basis. That's Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Gosling. It's Gosling. Uh, favorites. What do you got? Um, I this Besides is, 818 Tequila this, by Kendall Jenner. This is, um, it's, it's kind of like you going back to something that's been around and, um, I'm a huge fan of Jason Bateman's podcast, Shame or Smartless. You guys listen to that? Yeah, with, Michael, uh, Michael's Arnett. a huge listener. Yeah, I've heard ben two is, of them. Ben it's awesome. And, and I think he and Arnett, and, and Sean Hayes is great, but like he's, you know, he's just not like. Him and Arnett are so fast. They're so it's good. Incredible. No, I, they literally should have a late night talk show. Yeah. I remember this. They, they should just do this all they're the like, time. Joke, 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 they're joke. They're so good. Yeah. So I went back and I realized that I didn't watch season three of Ozark. So I'm watching that now, and it's freaking good, man. So I you love think the about first when people season. say Ozark is like as good as The Sopranos. It is. Do you like? Do you like it? I'm like, you can't compare it to The Sopranos. I don't think you can compare it. You can't it's even go different. near it. But there's a there's a character on Ozark that's better uh, than almost all of other TV. She's Jewish. The little Ruth. Gr- the Ruthie. Ruth. Ruth. She's Jewish in real life. Really? Representing? Yes. She, she is. She has the all time best line in the history of any TV Which show one? ever. Do you know what it is? No. What? She says, you don't know shit about fuck. And <laughs> I, I think she's talking to her dad or her brother or something. Yeah. She's so yeah, she's good. She's so good. They're so good. So and good. Bateman's so good. All right, so John, here, sorry about that last one. Here, here's the one thing I'm most looking forward to in media this year okay. is this Dune movie that's coming out. I think. It's, Did you read the book? No. And I think it's going to be the. I think it's literally going to be the movie of this century until until something else. Do you know? I'm the, telling you that. Do you know the director? Do you know how to pronounce his name? Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Very close. Villeneuve. I, I was calling him Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, he's French. Not even close. It's Denis Villeneuve. Okay, just so you know, he directed 
Blade Runner 2049 with Ryan Gosling. And that was a great movie. With Ryan Gosling. That was a good movie. I've seen all of his movies amazing. this year. He's amazing. He's amazing. And, and you know, Gyllenhaal was in some movie with Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Where I saw that. That, that was, was also Denis Villeneuve. Yes. Um, uh, uh, hold on. I saw that very recently. So talking about going down rabbit holes, that's that's what we do. Yeah, uh, the Dune is going to kill Josh. Why, how, why are Oscar you so confident Isaac. that it's going to be the movie of the century? That's a lot. Maybe you can own of, a fractional so far, share so of it. Should see fractionalized Dune. Uh, yeah, well, well, here's the biggest thing because the the, the book that Prisoners, came out, Prisoners fi- fi- is the name fifty years ago. It's literally like a beloved sci-fi Correct. book. The movie in '83 or what? Not good. Trash, and this is going to be a. Bl- I'm telling you, it's going to be the biggest movie. I agree. In the next I, five might, years. I might read the book before the movie. Yeah, I might do. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I won't mention that Matrix 4 will be better because Mike gets pissed off about it. I think it's going to kill. Oh, my God. I know you're a Matrix so head. I think it's going to be a oh John the Wick meets the Matrix. I can't the get, what? I can't get Mike on board. Matrix fan of all time. I'm, I'm like a big fan. Oh, oh me too. Yeah. Yeah. If right. I get ink, I'm going to do the Matrix things. Did you by, Did you see- you got to get ink, bro. Did you see- Next time, we should do that. Wait, are you Matrix or Fight Club? Like, um, Matrix. Matrix, Matrix, the first Matrix. Same year. Ma- first Matrix like shapes your life. Fight like club. that's like that's Bob Bible. has bitch tits. I'm Fight Club. Wow, that's that's uh, that's that's, that's quite a lot. <laughs> Haley, let's let's get out of here. What's your what's your uh, favorite for the week? What do you got? Okay, I'm gonna actually blow everyone's mind. Like they're gonna watch what I tell them to watch, and then they're gonna literally <laughs> enjoy it so hard. It's that's what, gonna be. That's wild. what we're here for. Okay, it's called The Prince. Okay. It's on HBO Max. You know, I love HBO Max. It's love an HBO animated Max. show about Ooh. the royal family. It's written by the man who. It's a real thing or is yes, something you want to make? No, it's written by the guy. <laughs> it's written by the writers of Family Guy. Yeah, HBO Max and is it is buy it. so, it is so sharp and it's so funny and it's like brutal is it and for, a little. Is it for it's kids like or an, adults? It's for adults. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you think that I watch Little Ellen, but this one is for adults. <laughs> this is the real royal family. No, that's the show. Okay, it's I'll look at the so poor, freaking the, the, funny the redheaded kid. Oh my god, you've got to watch it. It is brutal. Are you a royal family fan in real life? Like, do you follow I didn't their watch exploits? The Crown. You know, I'm not into Harry and Meghan. I think talk about being overvalued. Like seeing those deals that they got, they think I was a like, lot of themselves. Oh, it's horrible. And I'm also like, Megan, who were you before you were Meghan? Like Prince Harry? Prince what Harry's was face? she? Did she hold the briefcase in Deal or No Deal? Yeah, she held the briefcase. But just like, it's more like it's this random thing where it's like so, people suddenly have microphones and it's like for what reason? You know, okay. like why do I care? What? Why do I I'm need your podcast? Why do you need all of your Netflix shows? I know I well, rarely- She's a symbol though. But I'm surprised at the heat. He's a, he's a literal prince. Yeah, but he, what has been his experience? Like what makes people interesting is that they've had like lives and that you can actually talk about your experience and like your struggles. And of course he went through a lot like with his mom and all of that, but I don't know. I I just, I I think that he lacks the it factor big time. What about the the brother and uh, Kate? (laughs) Whoa, Duncan coming in hot. Do you remember that? He dressed up as a Nazi for Halloween years ago. Which one of them did that? The redhead one? Yeah. Uh, That's not his fault. He's dead to me. Exactly. No, but I think that's all perspective. What was he, 15 years old? He's not his fault. What are you talking about? When did he do that? He was 24? Well, the whole family. (laughs) He's probably probably 18 Well, just so you know, I think the history of the family is they were kind of Nazi sympathizers. Aren't they originally like a German royal family? Yeah. So I don't, I'm not saying that that excuses it. I don't know where I was going. I don't. I don't hate it. No, no, no. I was saying I am not surprised, but I am surprised. 
but so besides besides the Nazi sympathies, it's a good show. Oh, the show is so funny. It is it is so sharp. I'm gonna watch it on the way home tonight. It is so funny, Josh. You have to text me after you watch it. It's like it's like Arrested Development type humor. Okay, like it is that sharp. It's so good. Um, You're saying all my things like Family Guy, Arrested yeah, Development. Yeah. I'm all in. It's really good. I'm all in. Um, and you know it's good because they got a little panned, like in this cancel culture. You know that something's that's good. how you know they're actually doing something exactly like the fact the fact and and amazing people are the voices of the characters like Orlando Bloom voices one. Oh wow, we've got uh, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Uh, there's some really good people who are in the all cast. Right, I'm all in. That's how I knew, by the way, that 818 tequila would be good because of how much controversy there was. <laughs> exactly. I, I well, but I, can I say something about 818? Please. I think that they <laughs> put I think they put additives in this to no make shit. it taste more expensive. No and shit. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I'm putting it on the record. There's something in here yeah. that's not just straight tequila. Like for them to say 100 percent tequila, I'm like, yo, I need receipts. That's not true. Wait, why would you have to say that too? Yeah, no, like if but- If you have a bottle of tequila, why would you have to say 100% yeah, they're tequila? Like, they're like, That's this suspicious. is tequila, I swear. I'm like, how? maybe 98%. Yo, why does the bottle say yeah. literally tequila? <laughs> literally <I don't>, tequila. <laughs> this is tequila, I swear. And should, we didn't add anything to this. That's what it says. <laughs> wait, it says- No L- vanilla. LMAO, this is tequila. <laughs> That's usually a bad sign. I, I usually buy won't that. buy that. All right, well, we appreciate we appreciate you coming through with the limes that we haven't used well, and all the mixers. Suppli- thanks for supporting. Playing the actual We contributed party. the 818. I hope you guys have an easy fast if you do. Oh, yeah. Of course. And if you don't. How could you not? I hope well, you- I got to run though because sun's setting. I got to eat something. Yeah. Haley's going to turn into a pumpkin it's if we don't true. get her out of here. It's All true. Right. Thank go you for coming. Parents. Everybody follow Mrs. Dow Jones mm-hmm. on Insta. MRS. Like Any- anything, else we're, anything else we're promoting? Um, yeah. Well, my courses are launching on September 29th. It is- So it's tequila tasting courses. It's, yeah. It's tequila tasting courses. No, it's a financial basics course. So for the you know person in your life or if it's you who just feels like they really want to take control of their money- and they don't know where to start, this is the course for you. I am sharing for the first time ever the method that I personally use and the system that I created to manage my own finances. And trust me, if I can do it, you can do it Is it, it all, too. Cr- all credit cards? Financescool.com. When is this, wait, when does this launch? September 29th. Pre-sale goes up September 22nd. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we got to get- It's pretty your... huge. Ooh, it's broken. It's going to be the my best, it's awesome. the best financial course on the market. Financescool.com. Oh, you know what happened? I almost gave you a bigger round of applause, but my laptop went out. That's fine. I got it. All right. And Dan Nathan, we're following all eight of your podcasts. Did I just get... All right. We caught up. We're following all all your podcasts, but like, what's the main one? It's... Like when does it's it go out? It's on the tape. It drops on Friday mornings. Okay. It's Guy Adami, Danny Moses, myself, and 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 usually a very very fun guest. Um, you guys or are interesting great. guest. I, I love listening. I love Guy Adami. So, so, so check out on this. the tape. Uh, do your thing in the podcast stores. Share it, rate, review it, and we do a lot of other sponsor content, um, video content, stuff like that. You, you do Twitter space. You do Twitter spaces. We so follow that. follow at Risk Reversal. Yeah, follow at Risk Reversal. You can just check it all out at riskreversal.com. So thank you guys for uh, letting us get that out there. Okay, terrific. Well, listen, I want to wish. You a very, uh, I would say, pensive and introspective yom. It's Loshana Tova. That's what you Loshana said. Loshana Tova. Nice. Well done. Thank and you. Uh, Haley, thanks for coming. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This was the perfect start to the new year. Absolutely. They're laughing. So it's on my 5728. Is that the year? 
not 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 in real life. All right, uh, Duncan, great job today. John, great job today. Everybody, I'm a huge fan of the show. By the way, keep keep it up. Thank you. And everybody who wants to see the latest in financial blogger apparel, go to idonshop.com. That is the official compound store. Except no imitations or substitutes. And remember, new episode of Animal Spirits every Monday, every Wednesday when you wake up. So if you're a big financial podcast fan, check out On the Tape featuring Dan Nathan. Check out Animal Spirits. And if you want to see clips from today's show, youtube.com slash the compound R-W-M. All right, take us out of here. Thanks for coming, guys. So is everybody warmed up? I'm going to turn the recording on now. Is everybody like, is everybody loose? Oh my God, that was so fun. You guys have fun? Yes, Josh, you guys are amazing. This should be, this should be, it's, I mean, it's pretty trash, huh? It's bad, but it feels like it.